Blog Talk Radio. We'd like to welcome you to the world premiere of Todd Rundgren's Johnson. Johnson action from Todd Rundgren. That will be our theme for a little while, because soon that album should be out, I'm guessing, the CD. Not a bad theme for the radio show, though. I like it. Yep. Love that song. Cool. Yes, I like yes, that. Yes. Yeah. Good. I'll play a, another version of it next week when we start the show, but it'll still be Dust My Brew, because I got a new one I like even better. Oh, goody. All right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. People are coming in the chat room slowly but surely. Very good. We'll give them a little time. Special guest today, Clayton Call, who is a photographer who has taken pictures of Todd for years and came out of nowhere for me anyway and for, I think, some other people. Yeah. Even though he saw Todd back in 1972 and has been following him for years, uh, we found him because of the Sacramento AWOT show. And then we will be playing, hopefully, if time allows, which I think it will, a very long 43-minute segment of Todd being interviewed by Howard Stern from 1993. Very humorous. Awesome. Yep. Back in the day, Howard Stern was kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anymore. I got satellite, but I don't listen to it anymore. But anyhow, uh, we wanted to dedicate our show tonight to our friend O.C. Sherry, Sherry Sanders, who has called into the show a lot. Yeah. And, of course, is our friend. has been to a lot of shows with us and part of the good old Todd community that we have here. Her mom lost her battle with cancer tonight, so we're thinking about O.C. or today, excuse me. So we're thinking about O.C. Sherry. Much love. Big hugs to you, O.C. Sherry, when you're listening to the archive. This yeah. show is for you. <laughs> we're not giving you a bud. We're dedicating a show instead. So God yeah. bless you, Sherry. All right. <sighs> so I got some scoop tonight, Cruiser Mel. Do you now? Yes. You want to lead with that, or you want to, want to lead with the, the usual announcements first? Scoop's got to wait, man. We've got to make people, you know, <laughs> stick around for a little while. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll run down the, uh, the regular announcements and then let you do Scoop. How about that? Make it happen. Okay. Everybody, listen up. I know you don't pay attention to me, but try just for a minute. Todd Rundgren is going to be in Australia. On the 28th of January, that's just a couple of weeks from now, two and a half weeks from now. So check it out. He's also going to be in London on the 6th of February and Amsterdam on the 8th of February. And I know the Europeans are getting very excited. I'm real thrilled for you guys. You're going to love the show. Just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, ticket sales are going real well for that one, too. So that's uh, it's going to be a packed house. And it should be a lot like Akron, you know, a couple thousand to maybe 3,000 to maybe 3,500 people. It's going to be 
Well, I think yeah. the first time they got to see the show, I mean, I bet the excitement and the build-up and the big crowd and everything is going to be almost as fun as Akron. Maybe mm-hmm. as fun. For them, it'll be just as fun. Well, yeah, there's only a handful from Europe that, that came to the States to see any of the shows. So it's it's all new to them, even though they may have, you know, seen some YouTubes or photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know some of them were really trying to stay away from the news. So, <laughs> you know, maybe... Yeah. Maybe uh, it really will be a surprise. We shall see. Another a cohort of Todd's, Mr. Kasim Sultan, has a gig in Philadelphia on February 19th. It's a Friday night at the M Room. It's a rescheduled gig. So uh, maybe you guys can make it over for that show. It should be a good one. I know I know. all of his shows are great. Uh, let's see. By now, hopefully... Hopefully people have their copies of A Dream Goes On Forever Volume 2 by Billy James, and, and hopefully this message will be wasted. But Hardcovers are on the your, way. Huh? Hardcovers have been shipped, I think. That's right. That's right. But if you've had your head in the sand, you need to go get a copy of this book. Personally, I think it's it's really good. It's better than the first one. And you can buy it at Amazon uh, or gem, G-E-M-M dot com. You can also pick up some merch at groupiegear.com. She's got some of our Rundgren Radio Akron AWOT stuff and some posters, along with her own great stuff that she sells there. So check it out at groupiegear.com. And Doug, you're going to have to give the URL for the California AWOTS photo bucket page. I do. You do, because I don't, I don't have it done by heart. All right, it's photobucket.com. Slash Awats Cali. So A W A T S C A L I. All right. Awesome photos. Whitney Burr finally got hers up. Hillage contributed some. We know he takes good ones too. We got some from EJ. Steve finally got theirs up there. We got some good stuff. Great. Great. Thank you guys for posting those, FYI. Yes, thanks. Okay. And, uh, well, let's see. You got a little something about BB, and then then I think it might be about time for scoopage. BB will be at the Hero Ballroom tomorrow in New York. That's H I R O for Hiroshima or Hiroshima, however you announce it. That is up to you. But that is where she will be for a gig. If you want to see her sing her new album, Sugar, go check it out. Yeah, definitely. If you're in that area, for sure. If you're in New York, go check it out. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Can we get into the, the scoopage? I'm dying to hear. No, not yet. I got one more thing. <laughs> you forgot about it. And I just remembered it. What? Todd did an interview Sunday on GetReadyToRock.com, I believe is the website. And I don't know if the archive's up yet. I'm trying to figure it out. It's supposed to be on iTunes eventually. And it's, you know, for the uh, preparation for the Europe uh, UK show. Um, a Watts. So it's an A Watts type interview, and it's supposed to be pretty good. Excellent. GetReadyToRock.com. dot com. I, I did forget about that. Thanks for remembering that. If that anybody two days ago, how am I supposed to remember that? I, I forgot too. I don't know what made me think of it. I guess you're talking about the UK. But if anybody knows how to get that on iTunes or somewhere, hook us up so we can share the information. That's right. All right. Okay. Excellent. All right. So, uh, what did you want? Some scoop? Yes, 
please. Are you going to make me beg again? <laughs> God, killing me. Uh, killing ya. Let's see. Let me just check something here right quick. All right, so we want some scoop. Let's go. All right, so first thing I have, <clears throat> and I am so glad I have this scoop because I was just jonesing for some news. I knew everybody else was, so I went hunting. So here's what I got. Let's start with Michelle Rundgren has moved to Los Angeles. Now, yeah? How come? Before anybody thinks there's trouble in paradise, you are wrong, if that's what you think. Todd was behind her 100%, and he said, quote, Hey, if you're earning a paycheck, I'll date you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yep. So... Is she going to do the uh, the vocal training there or that she was well, going to do? you have been given a hint, of course, that she has some work because that's how she's going to get a paycheck. She is going to do a new job, which is working with singers, coaching them on how to perform live, interpret songs. She'll also be producing and directing Bad Boyfriend Stories play. All right. Well, yeah, the Pippi Michelle Austin play that we all went to, or a lot of us did. Then she'll be workshopping her musical, Religiomania, which we yeah. all know about if you listen to this show. Yeah. And this one will catch everybody's attention. She is going to produce an internet TV show for Guess Who. Would that be Mr. Rundgren himself? That is correct. Oh, my gosh. How about That's that? awesome. Todd with an internet TV show. What is it about? She said she'll let Todd tell everyone <laughs> when he wants to unveil it. Good. We might have to get him on the show again. Well, where else is he going to unveil it? That's right. Where's the best place? That would be here. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe he'll do it somewhere else. I don't know. We'd love to have that. That'd be cool. So, Internet TV show for Todd coming, produced by Michelle. Uh, let's see. I wonder. Do you, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like the, uh, you know, the live at Daryl's house kind of thing. I actually have a hint what it might be, and I don't think it's music related. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Sketch comedy. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm giving you. Hmm. That the the Todd is going to tell everyone when he wants to unveil it. Well, I love it. All right. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room, Ryan, put Runt Vision. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, right. so <laughs> somebody said we'll be on Tuesday night. God, I hope not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> better call them and say, hmm, any yeah. other day. but <laughs> If it is, you better listen to the show anyway. No, you can listen to archive. All right, see, we know that's not going to happen, I would think. We can move our show or he can move his, whatever. All right, that's not all the scoop I got. Okay. How about that? Bring it. All right. Todd recorded two more Johnson songs for the record and just finished them. Oh, excellent. Yes. He was mixing them apparently last night. So we know there's ten songs, so now there's twelve. We don't know what those two are. Maybe one of them will be Dead Shrimp Blues, which was <laughs> popular, but he made fun of in Sacramento. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then... Last but not least, for the folks on Facebook that saw Michelle's poster about Till Kruger, they're going to go see him in Germany right after the Amsterdam show. 
Oh, excellent. Yes. Germany. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Is that some scoop or what? That's some pretty good scoop. Thank you. Well, you're good at it. I work hard at it. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Now you're in the loop. Todd will have an Internet TV show of some sort produced by Michelle. Michelle's moved to L.A. with the support of Todd to do some work with some cool stuff, including her plays and musical. And Robert Johnson, there's 12 songs now instead of 10. That's a full album, pretty much. That's a CD right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better know it. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous oh, news. Fabulous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to figure out um, what area code. Do you remember what area code Clayton's Yeah, he's, he's got his hand raised. He does? That's him? That's him, Very I good. believe. Yep. All right. You know for sure. I believe, 510. I don't want any prank callers. I don't want any prank callers. <laughs> Why don't you check it out? All right, let's do it. It's that time, I guess, isn't it? Uh-huh. Why don't we do, actually, before we do that, since we discussed Michelle, let's do a Michelle promo. Okay. Would you like the one about Doug will corrupt your life, the one with Hello, It's Me from New Year's Eve, or the one with Mercenary? Oh, let's go with Mercenary. I haven't heard that in a while. Sweet. If you're listening to Rundgren Radio, you're amongst the coolest humans or maybe aliens in the universe. Clayton Call is our special guest. Clayton Call, excuse me. Clayton, you with us? Uh, no more calls. We have a winner. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, wait, we got our bell somewhere here. Excellent. There you go. All right, man. How's it hey, going? Clay- good. How are you doing? Oh, good. Very cool to talk to you guys after listening to all those archive shows. Yeah, you've been listening just, to all of them, huh? I've actually I've been Photoshopping on the computer for 12 hours a day, probably, and I've been listening to those. They're perfect when you're Photoshopping Todd pictures. <laughs> yeah, that is a good mix. Oh yeah, well, that's cool because you then you probably appreciate some of those guests we have that come out of nowhere. I know some people didn't jump on the time ba- Todd bandwagon until later, but Dave Mason and Frog and these people, you, oh, know, you saw these guys live. I, I saw Dave Mason. I didn't even know who he was. I saw that show, and so it was good to get all that background. And uh, you know, I was originally just going to call in and talk to you, one of your illustrious guests, and you know, give my feedback. But I didn't think you were going to feature me on your homepage, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And the, no, the, man, the, head, the headline guest. memories remind me of one of those old Hollywood movies like the Titanic where it starts out with a flashback with some old guy going, I, <laughs> I remember Central Park in 74 with the fireworks. And, yeah, sure. So, you know, yeah, you, I'm sure you got some memories from it. You, you got memories because you have photos from a lot of those shows. Yeah, right? and actually I have a remarkably good memory for uh, dates and what time of year I went to a show and, and what month it was and, and whatnot. Wow. Do you have a lot of photos or any photos of the Sales Brothers and Dave Mason in that, in that utopia? No, I didn't really start shooting till 75. 
although I had started going to shows in 66, and I went to Woodstock, and apparently I had a camera in my pocket because I found a couple of negatives that I took. <laughs> I wasn't very serious about it. And then it actually started with the Todd show in 75. My mom had gotten a Pentax camera, and I said, hey, I'm going to go see Todd. Can I take this with me? And uh, I shot some color slides, and when I got home, I think I projected them on the wall and put on uh, the first Utopia album, and uh, I went, this is cool. <laughs> so that's kind of started it, the whole yeah. crazy photography thing. I really The early version of YouTube. Yeah, I didn't really intend to be a photographer, just so that it happened. Hmm. But, uh, and then, right. Is that what you do full-time? Uh, well, I do it. I don't get paid much for it, but... Um, I actually um, was doing it a lot, and I shot for the Fillmore and Bill Graham and all that. That's where I have a lot of that backstage stuff and uh, all the millions of groups I've shot. But um, actually to make a living, I'm also a drummer, and, you know, that's a really hard way to pay the rent, too. Um, so I actually do concert production, backline rental, drum tech. Um, I do a lot of audio. Um, that's why I know Michael Urbano. I've tech for him and tech for uh, Bernard Purdy and... Other amazing drummers, and it's very humbling when you're around those kind of talents. You go, you know, I play drums, and they're drummers. <laughs> There's a difference, and it's yeah. it's a, you know also like photography. I know some astounding photographers, and you know people like Gene Lennon who went to school and are really good and more like an artist. They're photographers, and I consider myself more. I just take pictures. I'm a music mm -hmm. fan who's just obsessive about collecting. <laughs> Well, those are some great photos you have online. We need to get people to your your website, too. We'll mention that in a minute. But Michael Romano, I know you had um, worked with him on a Smash Mouth gig. We had him as a guest, and he was in the corporate world at that time, and he's back out. And yeah, but the Smash, Mouth, really the Smash Mouth gigs are generally corporate gigs, so it's a different version of corporate world. He was touring with them this summer, and uh, his drum tech was busy with Dwight Yoakam, and, and my studio is right next to his, and he said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You want to go to Florida? <laughs> so it was a it was a fun weekend with Smash Mouth. Um, I'm glad I don't travel for a living. Yeah. Um, so they did a corporate gig. That's what they do mostly now. Well, pretty much casinos, and we we did the gig uh, for the for the Devil Rays. We played after an A's Devil Rays game. We rolled this rolled the band out onto the field after the, the game and did a did a set for the, the hardcore fans and the contest winners. Um, but he was, um, I think it's seasonal. Um, he's been in the studio. I never see him cause he's constantly doing recording sessions right now. And, uh, you know, he's always flying to Italy to play with, uh, uh Luciano and all those guys he wow. plays with. Busy guy. Busy yeah. Guy. He was a great guest. So now you go to this show with Pentax, but, um, was that, you've been into Todd for years before that. I mean, yeah, how, I how did you got, get into Todd? I first got into Todd in late 68, early 69, around Christmas 68, when I read a review of Naz Naz in an underground magazine. Really? And yeah, they also turned me on to Procol Harum, which became an important group to me as well. But uh, I went to the store and just bought it. I used to buy things for the covers, like Jimi Hendrix, because, wow, it's a cool cover. Let's try that. And, um, so I bought Naz Naz because of the review, and uh, I was pretty adventurous. So I started sneaking out at like 12 years old to go see, you know, the birds and Hendrix and Cream and stuff. So I... Uh, Bought Naz Naz, and uh, in my little conservative town, there were a few hip groups of people, and so uh, I turned my hip group of people onto that. And all, pretty soon, we all had our vinyl, red vinyl Naz Naz, and, and uh, Naz Three. And then when the first run album came out, 
we were just all over that like crazy. And like I mentioned in my email, I just remembered in uh, in 1972 we played Chain Letter at our high school dance. Nice. Which mm. I'd forgotten completely about. Your high school but, band played Chain Letter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at our at our high school dance. Yeah, we were a little ahead of the curve for some of our classmates. Yeah. Um, and so then I went. Huh? You were a young man, and you got you went from Nas to Runt to some prog rock utopia. You're probably like, what? Yeah, well, I had already do? seen Hendrix and the Who and all these groups, but um, I tell you that uh, A-Watch show was a little bit of an eye-opener. But before that, I saw Todd in 72 with the Hello People. I was just lucky enough to be at a lot of these places where I made the effort to get to a lot of these places. I delivered pizza to the wife of the owner of Ultrasonic Studios, and they used to say, hey, you want to come to a show? Just let us know. But I used, was home with my reel-to-reel tape in the shows, and we didn't have you know timers in those days. So I did go to see Todd with the Hello People. I said, I'll be there. Wow. Got somebody else to tape the show. And it's just basically Ultrasonic with a recording studio, like most studios, really smaller than you'd think. And the 50 people sitting around on beanbag chairs. And uh, and Todd, in those days, since he was just such a studio rat, he played through a pig nose, a little tiny amp, to try to get that sound. So he wasn't quite loud enough, but it was a great little show. And then uh, I think uh, about a week later, we saw him at Radio City Music Hall with the Hello People. There was a big benefit for some uh, muscular dystrophy or something with about seven bands. Todd was the second band after Billy Preston, who was pretty popular at that time. And Todd at Radio City has big hydraulic stages, and so after Billy Preston, the curtain went down, and they did short sets. Todd and the Hello People come rising out of nowhere playing Broke Down and Busted, <laughs> rising up while they're playing. Oh. It was magnificent. I think they played about 35, 40 minutes, and none of the groups were worth staying for, so we said, let's get out of here, and we actually hung out and ambushed Todd outside about two hours later and got autographs. <laughs> Still and, goes on. Years yeah. Later. Yeah. And so that was 72, and then 73, uh, Wizard came out in April, and I bought it, and I was, even though I was open-minded, I was just, what, what is this? It was it was pretty hard to digest. And then six weeks later, the CW Post show happened, and uh, I used to go to those shows. My sister went to school there, and you could get tickets for like four or five bucks student price. And Todd's show was actually free. It was a end of the year student show. Every year they had extra money, they'd throw a show. So there were a lot of people there who just went because it was free and didn't know who Todd was, or maybe just heard "Hello, it's me." There are people like me who was were pretty well versed in Todd, but we're still scratching our heads because <laughs> it looked strange. The the plastic boots up to the thighs and the colored hair and and the quadraphonic sound system, which was not as good sounding as some sound systems I've heard. <laughs> So now, did they have the space helmets on? Um, I I just remember the weird hair and costumes. I don't remember space helmets, or I would have wouldn't have remembered the yellow and green and blue hair. Yeah, but apparently they, um, sometimes there are very few moments. photos from that era, and you know it was only two years later I started shooting. But you know I saw Jimi Hendrix without a camera, so I've been kicking myself ever since. That's why, <laughs> That's why I have three hundred thousand negatives on my apartment because I've been trying to make up for not shooting Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> but. Uh, and then after that, you know, uh, I got into Wizard, and okay. it was it was pretty much uh, a year later when the Utopia hit, firing on all cylinders, uh, that I was totally converted. I went to the uh, Carnegie Hall April '74 show, which on the back of the first Utopia album, there's a picture, and it looks like 
there's flowers on the edge of the stage. I, I remember walking up there, and there are hundreds and hundreds, thousands of orchids in their little, little bottles, like lining the stage, if I remember correctly. And that's what that picture is on the back of the first Utopia album, so I think from the April Carnegie Hall show with all the orchids on the stage. Carnegie Hall, what a great place that would be to have a show today. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. We actually looked into that for AWOTS. It's just too much. They do, Not price-wise, just too much dealing with them. But oh. now, Utopia Mark One. um, or maybe Mark Two would be. You saw Mark. You saw all of them. Uh, there was Moogie had talked about at one point they had painted their instruments like vegetables. Yeah, I wasn't close there? enough to the stage. We got in there and we sort of planted ourselves right in the middle because of the quadraphonic sound system. And you know, we were just our jaws were on the floor and we were just trying to soak it all in. But yeah, I have a good memory. But yeah, thirty-seven years. Yeah. yeah. Well, this would have been Mark Two, but still a long time oh, ago, the, like the, seventy-four. When Moogie was around, that was Moogie. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw those guys three or four times, and I, the stage confusing. was pretty cr- crowded up there, so it's hard to remember uh, whether they're Now, in. there's a bootleg of the CW Post, which you've heard and I've heard, and it, it really, it's, you know, it's not Todd's best performance by any means. I mean, No, and that's it, what I thought at the time. Yeah. Okay. That's what <laughs> and and, and uh, on Devil's Bite, which I was really excited to hear, uh, Tony Sales' vocals really kind of ruined it, but... <laughs> It's, did, uh, it's did still people good. leave? Um, I think there were some people left. Um, and, you know, people got it for free, so it was yeah. it was definitely not packed, and it wasn't you know it was definitely not, not a hardcore Todd crowd at all. Do you remember? Did Todd have um, a double neck guitar? I I don't think he did, because um, the first time I remember seeing that is on Don Kirshner a year later when he was doing the first mm-hmm. stuff with Kevin Elman. He was starting to use a double neck. Gotcha. Um, I don't remember double neck. Um, I could be wrong. Boy, I wish I had a camera. Wish I had a camera there. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I've got some pictures actually. Uh, Jim Snyder sent me some additional. I had one, and now I've got about two or three more. I'll have to put them somewhere. But they're really cool because they got you know some of them have the space helmets on and double neck guitars. It's kind of crazy. I think it may not be that show, but it's one of the Mark One shows. And it's with the Sales Brothers. But so you saw. Uh, Mark one, Mark two, Mark three, and Mark four. And if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, Mark one is the the first Utopia group as far as the people, and then Mark two changed a little bit, and then Mark three, and then ultimately Mark four, which was the the more common known Chasm, Roger, Todd, and Willie. But of all those, um, which one did you like the most? What was your favorite? Well, it kind of corresponds with the drummers. Uh, my favorite drummer is Kevin Elman, without a doubt. And uh, Kevin Elman is amazing. In fact, I just bought Freak Parade off of Moogie's website, and he still <laughs> sounds great. And um, uh, John Siamos is my second favorite. I saw him with Peter Frampton in 76, but I didn't see him with Todd. But uh, And I love Willie, and there's some moments, especially uh, Another Live and Redo 92, where I really, really dig Willie's playing. And there's Urbano and Prairie Prince. There's just some great drummers, but Kevin Elman is it. And that... That particular band, like at uh, Carnegie Hall and the birthday concert six weeks later, it was just the just the combination of just it was just like seeing Hendrix for the first time. It was just nothing like it had I'd never seen anything like it before. It was really cutting edge, incredible musicianship, uh, some cool cosmic lyrics which worked at the time I thought, and um, it was just astounding. Hmm. Um, so that's my favorite Utopia, but I'm. I, I pretty much like all things Todd. So, um, <laughs> well, I you, you heard our show with Kevin Elman, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. And 
I've, well, been wondering, I've been wondering what happened to Coven. I'm glad he's playing again. Yeah. Um, but in 74, I saw those guys three or four times, and we did make a couple of those tapes. I just called my, my good friend, Jamie Velvet, who's now a recording engineer in L.A. He uh, was the one who actually had the little little handheld desktop Sony thing you take to class and one of the early cassette players. And I'm listening to that tape that I discovered in my closet yesterday that said, Central Park, Asbury Park, and it it seems to me there was only two songs from Central Park, Black Mariah and most of the Utopia theme, and I called him, and he said he remembers something about security descending on us, and he <laughs> bail and press stop or something, and the rest of that is about an hour that sounds a little echoey, so I think it was Asbury Park, which was just a big echoey convention center, um, but it's got a compl- almost complete 37-minute icon, a complete is of my name, an incredible number one lowest common denominator, and it's just amazing. And he vaguely remembers recording that. And uh, and there were some mind-altering substances involved in some of these Todd shows. But uh, a year later, we saw the, another live show in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And we taped that one as well. And he's looking for it as we speak. He's going to go into the closet and look for the cassette because his recollection was that uh, Todd uh, did made a big mistake on Seven Rays, so it didn't get used on the album. He said the, the the version from Central Park was better than the one they used on the album, except for Todd hitting the wrong fret for a, a major line. Now they can fix that, probably no problem. They probably would have done that one. Yeah, although with bleeding uh, on stage of mics, uh, guitars going into vocal mics and stuff, sometimes you can't get rid of bad notes mm-hmm. when you overdub mm-hmm. it. It's possible. Um, I'd love it if they remixed that album, because it never had the, the punch and bass that some of the other stuff had but uh so we uh so we did get some interesting little cassettes uh that I didn't even know we had until just recently and uh so we saw him at Carnegie Hall and then we saw him at Central Park the birthday show which was just an astounding uh, concert Bes- between just the mood and the scene of New York City with the lights as the sun goes down and and uh the whole you know utopia experience and then the fireworks and it was pretty spectacular. I can't believe Todd spent all that money on fireworks and didn't hire a, a, a rec- somebody to record it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, we did get to hear, a, a, I guess it was a bootleg last week with Moogie, right, Doug? That was, that... Yeah, that was an audience recording that's similar to what I have. Yeah. That was great to hear, just anything. But if Todd had only just had somebody take care of that. But it, as he said in interviews, we were just busy um, putting, making the costumes, writing the songs. We figured somebody else would film us and record us. Oh, well. It didn't always happen. Well, I think, yeah, they, they get plenty of that, for sure. That, Mark II Utopia is by far my favorite. Um, other, you know, high, there's so many other highlights, but the Raw Tour was just incredible. I was going to say, let me guess, your favorite tour was the Raw Tour. <laughs> uh, well, next to the next to the 74 stuff. Um, yeah. If Kevin Elman had been in the Raw, on the Raw Tour, <laughs> it might have yeah. eclipsed anything. And the 76 tour, the faithful raw sort of hybrid with Chasm's first tour, that's mm-hmm. when I realized these guys were kind of like 21st century Beatles. They were, you know, my favorite bands are probably the Beatles, Todd and Jimi Hendrix, and uh, they have certain, you know, certain uh, Beatles influences, and mm-hmm. especially with Chasm. So was the raw tour? Did you like it so much because of just how crazy it was as far as the stage set up, or was it more about the music for you? The combination. Uh, I was way into fusion in the 70s, and 
bands like Brand X and Jeff Beck and uh, Return to Forever. So, you know, to any kind of adventurous musicianship that pushed, pushed the envelope was great. And then the concept was great and the, the stage show was fantastic. I mean, there was little compromises in sound quality playing uh, uh, chrome guitars and things. Uh, and on the Rock Palace 77 German film, you can see Chasm play a Fender bass, and it sounds really good. Mm. And when Willie would use wooden drums as opposed to plastic drums, it sounded better. But, you know, just production issues that I have as an audio person and a musician. <laughs> one of those audio files, another one. Yeah. Crazy. But, you know, when you listen to these other tapes that were made in the audience, a friend of uh, a friend of mine says you have to put on your bootleg ears. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretend, <laughs> you know, which is just a different set of standards. All right, well, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I'm going I'm going to just for a minute though. Um you saw the Raw show. How how do you compare it with the Awats this year or last year? What do you think about Awats? Uh, I thought Awats was magnificent, especially considering I saw the original Awats, which was nearly not didn't realize <laughs> the vision and Todd had and on a technical level was primitive and semi-disastrous but uh it was everything i would hope it would be it was great so of all the shows do you have a favorite of from from todd and the hello people to a watts and in between what what uh it would have to be it would have to be uh you know carnegie hall or central park 74 yeah you know and that's that's a lot of todd shows you know those old Waldorf shows. I was there almost every night for those. Seventy-eight. Yeah. A lot of people talked about the. Uh, not a lot, but a few people on our Facebook pages went to all those shows as well. Those seemed to be a really big deal. What's what was special about those shows? Wanted uh, intimacy. It's a, a 550 seat club that was really like more like a meeting room with a low ceiling, and uh, so you're never more than about 30 feet from the band. Um, it was yeah. After seeing then somebody at Winterland with six thousand people, and then a year later, you know they were they were still popular and playing the Greek Theater here for seven thousand people or Winterland. They could mm-hmm. sell out some big places. So to see them in a club and have the opportunity to go four or five nights in a row, yeah, that was good. And they broadcast on the radio both years. How hard was uh, to get tickets? How hard? Not hard yeah. at all. Todd, you know, was uh, I mean, when there's ten shows, it's a little right. easier. And I was pretty on top of the ticket game. I'd you know line up or had friends that work for the ticket agencies, and before, you know before I started working for the press in eighty eighty one. So most of the stuff from the seventies was purely as a fan, and uh, and uh, some of my photos back then I was still learning photography. I'm, they're not my best work from the seventies, but. As I, There's some as good I, pictures you got, that's for sure, and some rare uh, yes. stuff. It's also timing, good subjects, and uh, sure. being a drummer, I've got fast reflexes, and uh, and being a musician, I know the songs real well, so I kind of know when they're going to run up to the edge of the stage usually or do right. something like that. Uh, hmm. Well, but, you, can, you can predict when you think they're going to come up and do a good guitar lick or something. Oh, like yeah, that. especially if I know the song. Some of these songs I know well enough to play myself, so I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. I Were you? I know you're in the California area, Oakland now, right? Yeah. I've, but yeah, you're talking about being at all these shows in New York. Were you at one time an East Coaster? I, yeah, I grew up in New York, and uh, I moved here in '76. So that Todd show at the Beacon in '75 was the last New York show, except when I went back and saw the '84 Pier 48, and I saw um, Adventures. I saw the Adventures show in Santa Barbara, Los Angeles. Um, San Francisco, New York. So I took some pictures 
out of town, but I've pretty much been based here. And when I saw him at the Ambassador Theater in St. Louis in 74, which is available on Rhapsody, I saw it on Rhapsody. It sounds incredible. Um, I was heading across country to go out west with all my other friends to get away from the uptight east coast, and we stopped in St. Louis to visit a friend who's going to college there and opened up the paper, and two days later, Todd was going to be there. (laughs) Wow. We got a job raking leaves and bought the tickets to Todd and I think a Dave Mason show later in the week, and the Ambassador Theater was a beautiful, like a Fox-type movie theater, and it was just incredible. So I just happened to be in the same town at the right time that Utopia was passing through. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and then everything else has been pretty much been out west. And then working for Bill Graham, I was a house photographer at the Fillmore and the Warfield Theater. And, and when they did the Palace of Fine Arts show, that was a Bill Graham show. So that's how I got to corral them all backstage. Most bands are not fond of, of taking time out of their pre-show ritual to pose for photographs. And Todd especially. Todd is not fond of photo sessions. He doesn't. Were you not, did, at this point? Were you? Did you have a, a, a photo pass? Or oh, I had I had clout. I had a photo pass, and I was the house photographer, and I was working for Bill Graham, and so bands would go, sure, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, could you sit down here? And you know, someone would say, forget about it, and other ones would say, okay. <laughs> Um, but Todd, Todd's people were, you know, everybody's cooperative, and you know, Todd himself, one on one, like the the solo photo sessions I've done with Todd, he's just just wants to get out of there as quick as possible. He has much better things to do, and I don't blame him. I hate having my picture taken. I'd hate that be on you know on a photo session on the receiving end. Well, now you had some some pretty funny photos. Um, it looked like perhaps from the uh, nearly human tour of the whole group and the, and their. I think it said that it was taken before the show. Maybe it said it after. I don't know. They're remember. usually at before the show, and usually everybody's in a really good mood. And when you get a bunch of people like Todd, Todd's band are just funny people. It's, it tends to be funny bands. Well, they look like they are just cracking up at some joke. I don't yeah, know. Sometimes it's hard to like even get the shot because there's just so much, you know, shenanigans and, and, and laughing and stuff. So, but that's a little different than one-on-one with Todd. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he likes the group groups group stuff. You know, it's funny that you say he hates pictures. They're getting his picture taken like that. I mean, I would bet there's not a artist at his level as far as you know popularity that has as many pictures with fans as Todd Rundgren. I think. Oh yeah, well that's different. But I'm photo sessions where there's yeah. you know some photographer. You know, photographers. I, I'm sometimes embarrassed to say I'm a photographer because you know the paparazzi and photographers right. you know just have a bad name. And uh, I just got into it because I like the music, and uh, I'm more into the the drumming and and stuff. And I'd much rather work with the drummers than take pictures of them and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, so the, you've you've never actually been hired by Todd. You were part of the palace for those pictures. That you yeah. Had. I've no, no, I've never actually been hired by Todd. And the pictures in his office, I was working for Esquire magazine or something like that. And um, so. Well, how did you get the uh, Sanctuary CD? You were, you had a photo for that for the old. You know, photo? I do. You were going to ask me that. I. Don't remember, you know. Um, I've been having stuff published for 30 years, and somebody called me who knew I had pictures, or, you know, I don't know. I've done some stuff with Rhino, but not Todd stuff. I'm not sure. Somebody called me, and some editor probably referred. So, to now, what CD is this? 
This is the um, bootleg series volume whatever. Um, oh, I see. Live at the old wall there, seventy nine. Okay. The official bootleg series. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it came out originally with a, a cardboard slip sleeve that had a couple extra pictures. The back picture is the real psychedelic one, and then it's now being sold on uh, on the uh, the store um, as a single CD DVD thing, but. Uh, the psychedelic pictures not on the back, and they've incorporated um, on the audio DVD. They've incorporated all the photos that were in the booklet of mine. Uh, they come up as a little slideshow. Nice. Just as a little rotating thing. Well, we were talking to your drummer, and you were talking about you know catching people at the right time. I've I've found I like to take a few photos at the shows. I end up having a lot of them, but that's because I take them a bunch at one time to try to get one good one. Um, drummers are hard to get, you know, because of the speed. Especially if you can't use a flash, the um, it's tough to get good pictures. Do you have a lot of good pictures? Well, the flash is actually just the kiss of death anyway, because if you shoot with the flash, you get shadows of the symbols and stands and everything on ah. them. Uh, flash is pretty harsh too. Um, you got to hope that there's good light and. Uh, and uh, it's not always the case. And uh, access, if you can shoot them anywhere from but in front. Uh, I work down in New Orleans a lot. Uh, most of the, I don't shoot much anymore, but I go down to Jazz Fest and shoot there and shoot for Modern Drummer. And I have stage access, so I'm like kneeling down like to the left of the drummer and stuff or shooting over their shoulder, and that's really the ultimate. But otherwise, you just got to go. A lot of my older drummer shots are just shot from the crowd, and you just got to, shoot through the symbols and wait for the right moment and use a high shutter speed. I mean, I've got something with Prairie that's like he has, he's holding four drumsticks. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just hard to get. Uh, it's very uh, hard. In, in yeah, you got to have a fast lens, I guess. For, and and you know, have to have a fast lens is the absolute yeah. number one thing, and you've got to have a lighting designer who lights more than just the front of the stage and, mm-hmm. you know, has some backlight and not just some, like, red light hitting them from the front. and yeah. It just looks hideous, but... Do you have any uh, photos you... of um, Todd playing drums? Um, I do. Um, I've got a scan now. I got a picture of him at the old Waldorf playing drums when Willie would come out and play Jealousy. Um, I'm pretty sure I've got a shot of him playing drums. I've put up a couple on my website with him playing sax. I guess I don't know what he was, what song that was, one of Chasm's songs. Wolfman Jack, maybe I know. No, I think it was a ballad or something. I don't, I don't remember. It was whatever was on the Adventure Store, whatever song he played sax on. I'm sure it's easy to find out, but. I'll have to look in there. I have um, about 300,000 negatives in my apartment <laughs> and slides, and I've only really scanned about 1% of them or 2%. And there's plenty of outtakes and bad stuff that will never see the light of day, but there's also lots of good shots that will hopefully see the light of day someday if I can yeah. continue to. Well, if you can find it, we'd love to see one of Todd on the drums. I know they're they're pretty hard to find, and I know somebody was looking for one. And There's one actually on one of the AWOTS books from a practice, you know, a rehearsal, uh, from the California shows, but you know, I have to take a look at my 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 old Waldorf because I know I have pictures of uh, of Willie playing the bass, <laughs> so, and Chasm playing the guitar, mm-hmm. so that leaves Todd on the drums. So I'll, <laughs> I'll have to take a take a look and see if there was enough light on him. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Whether while we're while, while we are talking about all of these photos, I don't think we've mentioned the name of your website. You want to tell us what it is? How everyone can get to see these great photos? Um, yeah, it's just Clayton Call Photo. C-A-L-L is my last name, ClaytonCallPhoto.com. And there's also, you know, a couple thousand pictures of, you know, Steve Ray Vaughn and ACDC. And- I, in fact, I was I was going to bring up, I, I'm from Texas, so, of course, I have a little fondness for Stevie Ray. And you have some killer 
killer shots of him. Yeah, I, I was a big Steve Ray fan, and I worked for his management. They hired me a couple of times to shoot him uh, up here, so I shot him almost every year he came up here, and I was a big, big Stevie Ray fan. Um, yeah, he's great. Oh, you may not have gotten uh, any Jimmy pictures, but you got some Stevie Ray Vaughan photos. Yeah, yeah. making up. That's will have to do. I heard, I heard, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I heard Doug like Devo. I've got some Devo pictures. Up Sweet, there. yeah, love the '80s, man. Once uh, Cruiser Mail got you to say the website, you know, the chat room stopped, and all our listeners went away. <laughs> oh, now we're supposed come to on. save that for the last, you know. Yeah, well, they'll be back. Everybody already knew we've been sharing it for a while, yeah. They'll, they'll but you be know, back. it's interesting because you had, um, uh, you know, we've been going at this for two, three years, and uh, you know, we've pretty much figured out kind of who's done this and that as far as the Todd fans and and community who takes pictures, who did magazines, who's done this, who's done that, who's got a website, who did, who doesn't, who did. But you kind of came out of nowhere, man, and your uh, pictures well, are I've been the, good for that. Yeah, the witness protection program out here is really yeah. good. Though. Why are you hiding, man? Where you been? But, well, I just actually put that website together last year because I got tired of saving up money to pay some professional to do it, so I went to one of these do-it-yourself. I just slapped up a couple of thousand pictures. And, nice. you know, I've just been, you know, selling to, you know, magazines and stuff, but it's just, again, uh, not really a living So I go out and, you know, do big giant concerts and, 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 and things like that and set up sound systems for conventions and uh, to pay the rent. So uh, I would love to sit on the computer eight hours a day and get paid for it. That would be fantastic. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. As, as Mel sometimes say, you mean this isn't my real job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm one of my... because your pictures are great, man. I'm yeah, this is one of my four parallel careers, like parallel lines. I've got about four careers yeah. going in the music business simultaneously. and. You you did go to the AWOT show in Sacramento. I did, and I've tried. I wanted to go to San Francisco so bad, but I had to go visit family back east. And and after I had booked the ticket and everything, I found out to change my plane ticket would have cost me three hundred and fifty dollars to go to Palace of yeah. Fine Arts. Uh-huh. So yeah. and to disappoint my family and say, "See, I got to run." I did that once in nineteen sixty eight. I left Thanksgiving dinner to go see Jimi Hendrix. Ooh. I said, "I know you don't understand this, but someday you will." I got to go. I was 14 years old, and I said, I'm out of here. See ya. That's oh, all. wow. It's a wonder yeah. they saved any leftovers for you. My goodness. There you go. But, um, well, I'm sorry we didn't get to meet you uh, in Sacramento. but Yeah, um, I was actually you know, thinking about that, uh, but it was all. I didn't even have time to really arrange for a photo pass. I just uh, sort of brought my camera and shot more or less from my seat. I would have gotten better shots if I had uh, been able to crawl around. Uh, I, I went up and you know stood behind Gene a couple of times, but I was playing uh, cat and mouse with the security guy who was not. I was good to hear that. Ask you, somebody. That's so funny because I was going to ask. Do you have a photo pass at that show? Because those photos are fabulous. They really are. No, I wish I had had a photo pass. They would have been a little more fabulous. But uh, access is everything. You got to get close to the man. And uh, but uh, and I was also going to mention I did play with Vince a couple of times ten years ago. Vince Wellnick, um, and a couple of things I I played in this band, the Tony Brown Band. She was the editor of Relics Magazine, and uh, we did a Maritime Hall gig. And then uh, I did some gigs with Phil Lesh, some benefit stuff in 98, and Vince was in that band as well. Hmm. So it was, uh, it was fun to... Vince Wellnick, all right, very good. He was one of my big heroes. Good to get to play with him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So, you so yeah, that's pretty much my story. I just, uh, you know, seen a million Todd shows. I've been lucky enough, or, or made the effort to go to a, a whole lot of them, and and some of them were definitely, you know, memorable ones. Besides the old stuff, you know, the Palace of Fine Arts Second Wind sessions, and and uh, you know, just the uh, the acapella tour and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what, just, what happened to you from uh, now? You may just not have included it, but your email to me, you. It looks like you disappeared from 2000 to 2009. No, I kind of disappeared from about 90-something. Uh, I got married for a few years and wasn't really getting out much. And uh, and I didn't really make it to the pod tour, the uh, individualist tour, the tiki tour. And and I wasn't you know, sure what was going on with Todd for a while there. And I thought these were some wacky projects. But I am very, very disappointed that I uh, missed the um, the Liars tour i mean mm. i don't know what i was doing probably i had other gigs too that's the other thing if i have a show that i have to do if it's some sometimes some awful band i'd rather not be working with yeah well so did you was it because you were married or did you skip the um pod tour and those because it was just too different or i think it was a combination of uh i thought there wouldn't be a drummer or a band um and i i being a drummer i'm not really crazy about program drums so some, a couple of those albums had seriously computer-programmed drums. I got to admit, on the uh, Arena album, Todd found the Magic software because it sounds like Prairie in a Box or something. It's, it sounds great on the Arena album. It sounds like a real drummer unless you really listen closely. And um, I don't know if he's going to do that for the Robert Johnson thing or whether he's going to bring a drummer in, but I always have a problem with computers on the drums. So a couple of those albums, uh, he was getting into that do it at home because um, that's pretty much how he writes I think now at home on the, what, what about Liars though Liars was um, uh, it might have been my my work schedule I'm in sometimes I'm in band I'm in and out of bands I don't play much these days anymore because I don't have time because uh, uh, putting on shows is an unpredictable thing I get called sometimes two days in advance to, to be crew or, or to set up a sound system So, what do you think about the CD though the actual album um, liars. Yeah. Um, actually, I haven't listened to it lately in a while. I've been watching the video so much that I need to pull that out. <laughs> I think it's going to disappoint me that Prairie's not on the album. Yeah. You know, uh, or any really great organic solid drummer like Prairie. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Trey Sabatelli? I love Trey. Um, he doesn't get enough uh, props or enough credit. He is just so tasty and he his fills are magnificent and he sings fantastically um i haven't seen trey lately i i know um trey also because uh, some of these guys have been in, in and out of of corporate oldies bands mm-hmm. um like the big chill the one michelle put together in the late 80s which had prairie rick um i think max was in there in that picture um and uh trey was in a band that i should shot for about 20 years called Big Bang Beat which did a lot of parties out here and stuff and and some of the when Todd started doing the um the um nearly human sessions and Michelle was putting that together Michelle was you know executive producing a lot of that and bringing in band members and stuff down to Fantasy Studios and I think that's one of the reasons I mean you have the bourgeois tag core with with uh, you know Urbano and uh, and yeah. all the bourgeois tag guys, but some of the other people, especially on the early Fillmore 
show from March 89 where they started doing the Nearly Human stuff, they had members of some of the local bands like Big Bang Beat singing. And uh, so he sort of tapped into the Bay Area music scene a little for talented musicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's sort of where that, the, that band came out of, a lot of the local people. And they toured for like a year and a half. They toured all the way up into March, uh, April 1990. So they were incredibly tight. We're trying to get Trey on the show. He keeps telling me he'll do it, but getting a commitment for a date is like pulling teeth. I'm I'm uh, anxiously waiting that myself. Uh, I want I want the drummer roundtable with Trey trying, and, and Urbano. Well, he actually suggested that. He suggested yeah. doing that. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe he's shy or something because he was talking about doing it with a couple other people. Maybe he doesn't know what he's going to get. He's getting into. Hey. You know, it's pretty well, easy. If, I, if I can call in, and uh, you know, any, anybody can. I'm not yeah, really. You, I'm not inner. I'm not the inner circle. I just have no. A few, <laughs> exactly. Few it's fun, laid back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Trey's well, a, a super nice guy too. Sure. Yeah. So uh, now he's one of my favorite drummers, and uh, a lot of people I've talked to said oh, they didn't like the Maritime Hall show, and. And I'm like, how how could you not like it? There's all Todd on guitar. It's nothing but Todd on guitar. Chasm, and you got a great drumming and yeah. good set good list. Video they have of that too. Yeah. So you're yep. as a drummer though, probably one of your. I don't know. You're not. You may not be as sick as some of us uh, crazies, but I guess one of your highlights of drumming may have been when you were an audience volunteer doing the congas at the old Wardorf show. That was uh, well, it was short and sweet. My four minutes of fame. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, tell us about that. Hmm? Tell us about that. I well, I think on that tour, he was pretty much every show when he did When I Pray, he said, I need some volunteers for the audience. And I was always right up near the edge of the stage with my camera anyway, and I think I handed my camera to someone and said, take a picture. And I think I've got a picture of Todd not in the shot. You did congas When I Pray, right? Yeah, and then uh, the acapella tour, he asked for volunteers to play on banging the drum all day, and, and there was some tabalis, and, and he and I was more of an official photographer at that point. I really didn't want to put down my stuff and go up there and be a fan because I, it would have looked kind of funny, and, and the person playing tabalis didn't cut it at all. What do you call them, tabalis? Tabalis are the uh, Latin uh, uh, chrome drums with no bottoms. That the, no. Like the guy in Santana, yeah. there's two guys. One plays congas, he sits down, the other guy's playing. Tabalis are played with sticks, you know. Hot tambales, it's red hot. Hey, close, <laughs> yeah, close. But uh, so I didn't get to to do that. Yeah. What do you think about Prairie's drumming for uh, the Robert Johnson stuff? It was good. I mean, uh, you know, the, I, I wasn't prepared for the Robert Johnson stuff. It kind of took me off guard. I was like, whoa, especially after <laughs> as I'd watched the webcast of Utopian. Just was, oh yeah, that was just like nostalgia city. I was yeah. really into that and. Uh, um, but I, I got, I was warned ahead of time just before the show, by the way, it's a blues set. So I went in there with a pretty open mind and, and, uh, they were all kind of like just sort of learning the arrangements, but, um, it was, it was really good because Todd was pulling out all his Clapton licks. Todd's a huge Eric Clapton fan. And he, uh, last time I heard him play this much blues is, uh, I just pulled it out as the James Cotton taking care of business album that he produced with Moogie. Yeah, uh, in '72, which which also has Richie Hayward on drums from Little Feet, one of my favorite drummers, who's very sick right now with liver disease. He's really struggling. But um, that album, Todd plays drums on one track there, a ballad. He's a great ballad drummer. But Todd plays some blues licks on that, and you listen to that and Kitty Boy from Naz, and some of the stuff like Broke Down and Busted and Devil's Bite, and you can tell that 
Clapton is the number one influence for him. Jeff Beck was up there too, but uh, a lot of the Clapton stuff was coming out in those licks that have been dormant for 30 years, those blues licks. I just wish the sound guy turned Todd up a little. The guitar should have been prominent front and center, really pushing. It was a nice wall of sound, but I had to struggle a little to hear Todd in the in the mix. But Prairie was great. Prairie was good. I like uh, I like him doing the the simple groove stuff. It was great. I, I really I really enjoyed the Robert Johnson set quite a bit, which sort of surprised me. But um, I I'm I kept thinking they needed they they needed to turn his guitar up and his vocals or get closer to the microphone or something. I don't know. But yeah, uh, but especially that guitar. I mean, that's that, that was the star of that show that said i think there's some uh, youtube clips there's just a couple of clips from sacramento that people shot that uh yeah. that uh they're fun to look at because you can pick out the instruments more okay well, here's be- here's the hard journalism question how come you didn't go to akron um um it has to do with probably uh no money um if i if i had uh the wherewithal to do it uh you know i'm a starving artist so um you know not working a lot these days, and uh, you know, I'm trying to think right now how to get the money to go to New Orleans for Jazz Fest in April, uh, things like that. Um, oh, I'm just giving you some grief because I can. I'm this far away. I it was killing me not to be there, but <laughs> well, but uh, the webcast was fantastic. So. Yeah, pay per view was really cool. How, uh, Todd, do you know much about Todd's history at Sacramento? He, had he has he been there a few times or? Um, you know, Sacramento is only 90 miles away, but it might as well be in another state. Um, uh, I don't get up there much. Um, I think he's done sporadic gigs there, but well, most people sort of stick to the coast. They do the Portland, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, San Luis Obispo, L.A., San Diego route. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, then the Sacramento citizens owe us, or should thank us for bringing Todd. Yeah, it was a su- <laughs> really a surprise to see a Watts go to Sacramento. We were like, yeah. wow, and. And it was a wonderful theater. Uh, it was yeah. so great. I was I was happy to drive ninety miles right after I got off an airplane. <laughs> and I was yeah. It was it was yeah. fine. That was a, I, I did like that venue. It was a really good deal. I mean, unfortunately, Sacramento is not as big a city, and there weren't as many people like as they were like they were in L.A. and San Francisco. But what a great little venue! Really oh, it cool. Was good. No, yeah. I'd see them there again. I'd drive up there. Yeah. The Palace Fine Arts is good production-wise. The stage and the backstage are fantastic, yeah. but it's not as intimate or, or, or nice as I remember. I would agree, but you know, the Palace was, the one thing I noticed about it different than some venues is you could be all the way over to the left or right, and you still had a good seat where you could see the whole stage, and it was almost like being in the middle. A lot of these venues, if you're on the side, you, you get speakers in the way sometimes, or it's just not oh, as yeah. good. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you saw that shot I took um, of the whole Second Wind band from left to right from the palace. I walked up the stairs and took it from, and you can. It's just a huge stage, and it's just sight lines are good. And backstage was fantastic. I mean, there was not crowded like some of these theaters where you have little doorways and tiny. Yeah, that was a huge backstage. Well, what what's one of your favorite venues? I mean, you've been to a ton of shows. What are some mm-hmm. of the ones that you think are great from a sound perspective and just overall good the, good place? The Fillmore East. <laughs> Yeah, the Fillmore East in New York was the best theater I've ever been in, and you know back then concerts were spotty. I saw Cream at a hockey arena where the PA didn't show up, <laughs> and you know that kind of thing. Um, and then you go to the Fillmore East, and it was the most comfortable, the best sounding, the best vibes, the best shows. It was wonderful. There was nothing like it. Um, 
there was great shows at Winterland, but ultimately the sound at Winterland wasn't that great, and it was really a, a giant basketball type arena that held a small basketball arena that held about six or seven thousand. That was originally built for ice skating and stuff. So there was magic shows that happened there. Um, my friend Jamie and I were just discussing whether the San Jose Raw show was better than the 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 uh, Winterland Raw show three days later, and I said, well, San Jose was the most comfortable. We were in these beautiful seats. 12 rows back, that counts for something. <laughs> Comfort. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes seats make a difference. Well, i got one more question for you, then we got a caller I think wants to chat with you for a minute. Um, Billy Jane's book, I know you had three photos in there and you were credited for two. What's the third one that people need to know you took? And- um, they're All three shots were from the Bimbo's 1980 show, which is a show Todd did with the tubes. It was a benefit for somebody who was busted with a lot of LSD. And that's all I remember about the show. And Todd uh, premiered Compassion there. That's the shot I have him hit at the piano. It was the first time he ever played that. And I think he played uh, uh, Love of the Common Man and a couple other things. But it was And it was Prairie and, and Rick and stuff. And so there's a color shot in the center section of the book of Todd with a white Mustang, which is not his common Mustang, his white Mustang guitar. And he's standing up with Rick in the background. I think it's shot number seven or something okay. in the center section. It's credited to Ed. Okay, uh, now we know you did that one. Now, that's not your uh, acapella picture on the back? Not that I know of. I, I don't have the book right so here. but black and white. You've got one similar to that. This one's color. Yeah, and I have a color. I just found a color slide just going through stuff. I found an acapella color slide mm-hmm. that, you know, I have boxes in the closet full of little yellow boxes. And those have, like, outtakes. So I may have gone through and picked out a couple of slides. So somewhere in my closet, there might be more acapella slides. I've also got boxes in my closet with, like, 100 rolls of undeveloped film from the 80s and 90s. Good Lord. You need to make Yeah, sure you, you, you have no idea. What, what, <laughs> what I, I heard Ed McCarthy talking about uh, um, his uh, archiving and what a, a nightmare it is. And mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by file cabinets, boxes, um, stacks of negatives and then I've got about seven hard drives full of digital images and and it's just so easy to lose anything digitally you can press delete and it's gone mm-hmm. uh, well a lot of people don't know too you may want to like check out your website claytoncallphoto.com he's got a lot of tubes photos too which include a lot of Michelle Gray back then now Michelle yeah, just starting on the tube stuff um, you know I, I don't have as much tubes as Todd but uh, there's some more tubes that'll be going up there and, and as I dig in and have more time to scan Todd. I'll start looking for Todd on the drums and, and some other Waldorf stuff. You know, I pulled out the best stuff, uh, but there's always undiscovered there's always stuff. more. <laughs> always more. Hook me up with some drummer photos. All right, I think this may be Chris, one of our regular callers, but I'm not. Oops. Okay. Not 100%. 816, you're with us. Howdy. Hey. Yes, Chris. <laughs> yep, knew it. All right, what's happening, man? Oh, nothing much. Actually, I've been dealing with a couple of photographers, uh, helping them archive their stuff, so I'm a little bit familiar with the problem. Oh, God, yeah. One is the uh, guy who's uh, the only photographer in the NFL who's been with a team since through their entire existence, Uh, the guy who shoots the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. And he's got – and we finally got every shot that he uh, (laughs) he has done archived. Wow. It's on the order of uh, two terabytes of uh, of carefully called pictures. So That's too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be into the subject because I'm not into football, and they all look the same to me, and I would have a lot of trouble. Whereas I'm going, I'm going through six different Iggy Pop shows I shot and trying to figure out, well, which, which year did he have no teeth? And well, okay, which, 
Which year did he have bleached hair? You know. Well, the lucky part is, is the people he's shooting have numbers. Yeah, that yeah. helps. <laughs> Makes it a little easier. He actually hired a, uh, an intern to do that. You know, once he'd set up the system, and you know the date, and he was using uh, using a Macintosh program and basically building a database of every picture. Man, I've heard about those um, interns. <laughs> <laughs> now it was a. Uh, just a guy, but uh, yeah. Sometimes it, I spent as much time researching when I took the picture. Mm-hmm. This morning I had nailed down a uh, a police picture I took in 1982 at the Cow Palace, and I went on the internet. And there's a lot of lists these days and bootleg sites, and I found oh, it's February 12th. Okay. Any but, hope that the undeveloped film will still be okay? Oh, there's hope. there's hope. And some of these some of these roles don't have anything on them. Some of them are at the end of a show. If I shot four or five roles and I had a deadline for a newspaper and I developed the four or five and I'd save the other half a roll, and then I'd say, oh. well, I don't want to shoot over that because I've double exposed film by accident before doing that. So then I'd throw it in a box. And then, you know, so some of it's marked, some of it's not marked. Some of it might have ten shots. Some of it might be Stevie. I, I pulled that one the other day just out of a shoebox, and it said Jerry Lee Lewis, 1992. <laughs> so I don't know what's in there, really. <laughs> Have you ever so, run across any a picture that you absolutely did not remember being at the concert? Um, <laughs> no, never. I have a really good memory, but I was shocked when I pulled out a negative that had the crowd at Woodstock, because I went to Woodstock when I was 17, <laughs> and I thought I didn't have a camera, and apparently I had an Instamatic in my pocket, because it was four, four negatives and two shots at Woodstock and two shots on my father with his golf buddies on. <laughs> so, Are you I, anything significant from Woodstock? Anything, huh? you know, anything significant from Woodstock, or just... Just the crowd shot. It's on my website. Uh, and uh, some magazine in Holland used it last year for forty bucks. So <laughs> very exciting. So yeah, I finally, uh, I, I made I made my eighteen bucks back from those Woodstock tickets. There you oh, go. Right. Six, bu- six bucks a day for three days. <laughs> uh, that's, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so it's a nightmare. The whole archive, and I'm uh, I'm just redoing my uh, my digital archives now. The the two thousand shots that I have called out of my archives that I'm using as my archives for the website. So right. I'll just slowly start adding to them, but it'll never be done. Gotcha. Well, one thing, my wife loves photographing at, a, at shows, and I like, I, I videotape shows all the time, but I want to go in, you know, like a Todd show. I just want to sit there, you know, and dig it and enjoy it. And if I'm thinking about the photographs at the same time, it's it, to me detracting from the music. How are you? I mean, can you really can you um, get into I've, the music? I've, while I've, I'm a real good multitasker, and there's times when I'm actually taking pictures and trying to learn the drum part at the same time. <laughs> um, but I did remember after the A Watch show, um, thinking, you know, I would have enjoyed that more if I wasn't thinking about trying to get all these shots. I would have really looked at Prairie a lot more, and you know, really focused on it. But I've learned to do it over thousands of shows, but. And, uh, you know, especially if you're backstage or behind the drummer, and you can really watch a mom taking pictures in between watching the drummer. Right. Well, that's such a variable environment to listen to music anyway, you know. You know yeah. If you're, getting, if you're getting Prairie's monitor mix. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're that close, you hear just the drums. But yeah. the other thing is if you're working for the press, they often give you – uh, eight minutes or three songs yeah. stand right here, and there's so much pressure that you're not thinking at all about the music. 
you're you're cursing the lighting guy and you're thinking about how many frames are left. Or in the old days, <laughs> every thir- in the old days every 36 pictures you have to stop and kneel down and, and wind it back in and put a new. F- so you'd have like three cameras because you're shooting for eight minutes. So you'd want to just maximize. So you're you're not a uh, you're not a hardcore old analog guy with the with the with the chemical photography versus digital. I spent 25 years in the dark room. It probably took 10 years off my <laughs> life, and uh, I am much happier sitting here with the back door open and the the cats hey. walking in and out, listening to Rungern Radio on the computer, doing my dark room digital dark room. I, I don't. I don't know anybody who still wants to do a dark room. And then as far as quality goes, um, as I scan pictures I took 20 years ago, and then I was uh, working on pictures I took this year, uh, there's no comparison. The digital cameras are phenomenal. It's yeah. absolutely astounding. There's absolutely no reason to shoot film, and it's ecologically insane. Yeah. I mean, I've had <laughs> much guilt over the years about the uh, the chemicals and, the, and all that. Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, I was just uh, curious about that. Um, yeah, there's no easy answer to your archiving problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at some point here, I mean, they're getting better and better. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played with uh, uh, Pixma. No. I mean, not Pixma. Um, Picasa, which is no, a. I've, I've a, heard of all these things. I've got things like Lightroom and 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 stuff loaded sure. into my computer, but I don't have time to learn the programs that are in my computer. Well, it's worth playing around. It's a free download. And uh, what, what it does, Picasa. Oh, Picasa. Okay, and it was software. It was written another company, and then Google bought them. And what's cool about it is it has incorporates facial recognition software. And so you upload uh, a bunch of pictures, and it goes through, and it says, these all look like the same person. Do you have a name for them? And and basically, it'll go in and at least get you that tagging information. Nice. That would be cool. Yeah, especially for the digital images. Yeah. All all my archive stuff, I'm just doing one picture at a time, pulling them out and saying, that looks good, and scanning it and Photoshopping it. So in that respect, I'm sort of the human editor has to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it it does some cool stuff, but what it's telling me, though, is they're building this archive of what everybody looks like. So that it can actually recognize people, you know, integrating all these. So it can eventually you'll be able to say, upload, here's a whole, uh, you know, here's hundreds of pictures, and it'll give you a list of, all right, 50 of them. <laughs> well, hopefully you know? it'll be able to tell Bill Iggy. Gates, the Antichrist. Hopefully it'll be able to recognize Iggy Pop with or without his teeth. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, enough of this technical talk. We've got to go into some comedy here. We've got to do a little Howard Stern talk. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not the photo hour. <laughs> <laughs> You're a doctor. Chris, man, appreciate the call as always, oh, buddy. Tell Corey Jeff and hello. Okay. All right, buddy. See you. Hi, Chris. Right. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear this Howard Stern thing. Yeah, it's it's very it's uncomfortable and funny it's, it's sometimes, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty long interview, and Howard seems to get stuck on um, – the same old thing, which you'll catch, and Todd kind of wants to avoid it. So it's it's a battle of wills. Yeah. So um, Clayton, though, we do appreciate you being on, telling us your old school stories, man. It was good stuff. And yeah, absolutely. Photos and just fabulous photos, and everybody needs to go to ClaytonCallPhoto.com. Check it out. You can even purchase your photos, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're 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 uh, available for purchase. Awesome. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, but and I will be trying to add to them. I'm going to. Uh, um, as I get time here and there, I'm going to be 
getting deep into the the file cabinets and I find stuff all the time that I don't forget shows that I shot, but I forget maybe certain roles or shots. I go, oh, there's another one. So, yeah, buy some photos from Clayton so he can be in Akron in September of this year. <laughs> yeah, right. finance my trip to to, to Ohio. The Rungren Radio Birthday Bash Three. That's right. Okay. All now. right. Well, it's a thrill talking to you guys, and uh, um, I guess I'm immortalized in the archives now. You <laughs> there you go, forever. You can right. listen to your own show while you're archiving. I was hoping you guys would would have a web TV show by now, so we could actually show some of these photos. But we'll have to, you know, wait for yeah, that. Yeah, they had, you know, webcam for a while, but all that stuff eventually they'll get around to it. Oh yeah. Or it may could be on Todd's TV show, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. Internet oh, TV from Todd Runger. There you go. Uh, he does one pictures himself up there. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot. All right, man. Peace out. Bye-bye. Thanks, Clayton. Later. All right, ClaytonCallPhoto dot com. Good stuff. Utopia fan, Todd fan, been around since the 60s. Craziness. All right, so Cruiser Mail. Yes, sir. Let's take a quick station identification break. We'll be right back. Live online talk radio for Todd fans. This is RungrenRadio.com. All right, we're back. We are going to play for you a 1993 interview. Todd was on the Howard Stern radio show. So we want you to enjoy it and get a good laugh out of it. So we'll do uh, that to wrap up the show, and that'll probably be it. We'll be back next week at 8.30 Eastern time. We will have a guest, hopefully. We're hunting some down. We have several people interested. We're just trying to get commitments. There you go. Which, by the way, Cruiser Mail, if any of our listeners have suggestions, somebody they would like on, we would be happy to take those. Particularly if they have uh, access to said person. <laughs> That's always good. Just ideas, emails. <laughs> yeah, just ideas. We'll take some of the listeners' ideas. We'll be doing some of those. We'll do a drummer show and a bass player show. We'll get to those. We got some plans. We got some uh, other stuff. We got we're cooking up. But anyway, we um, we're trying to do what we can. Yep. All right. So here we go. We're gonna do a quick promo, and then we're gonna play the Howard Stern. We'll see y'all next week. Cruiser Mel. Talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. Hey. Hi, this is John Forensic, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. Hi, this is Greg Hawks, and you're listening to Rundgren Radio. I don't know what that cologne is, but it's working like a charm. Makes it easy to imagine walking you on my arm, on my arm. I want to show you around the sight, but not tonight. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're doing a show. It's going to be wild, you know. Lots of lesbians. Even Todd Rudgren. Hey, that rhyme. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, uh, hey, what am I doing? What? I gotta, I gotta take a break, oh. right? 
All right, right. don't dish your brakes. Don't dish your brakes. Let me come back and play the Kathy Lee thing, because I don't think people heard it this early in the morning. Yeah. And then um, also we have the lesbians coming in. we got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Oh, that's right. Todd Rundgren is yeah. coming in today? Todd's going to be here. Well, uh, we, we've got him firmly under control. <laughs> we've told him what songs he's playing. You sure he knows he's under control? He better be. We'll throw him out of here. We did promise that we would play a little bit of his new record. All right, a little bit. That was a trade-off. All right. We have to talk about how he recorded that. I want to play in the hits. Hello, it's me. I just want to bang on the drum all day. That that crap. That's the stuff I like. Because Ty gets really weird. He goes, hey, I don't write those songs anymore, man. I write like... I'm he's, out. he's TR1. Yeah, I'm TR, I'm TR1. You know, say, hey, TR1, you better get Todd Rundgren in here. <laughs> TR1, you better knock on the door to see if Todd's home. It's a TRI. I, TRI. Todd so. Rundgren Interactive. Interactive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> TRI. I thought he was calling a rapper. TR1. <laughs> he's now called TRI. Should we call him that when he comes in? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. Everybody's changing their name. Yeah, except me. <laughs> and I'm the guy who should be. It's pretty embarrassing being noticed Howard Sturt. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after these words. You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. Bring in Todd Rundgren. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a break, and then we'll get Todd Rundgren in here. We'll be back right after these words. You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. 92.3 K-Rock. 92.3 K-Rock. Yeah. Hey, let's get uh, Todd Rundgren, or as he's known now as T.R.I. in here. T.R.I. meaning uh, Todd Rundgren I. Interactive. Interactive. Todd Rundgren wrote so many great songs, and he uh, he will perform them. <laughs> Even though, there he is. Hey, there he is. Look at that. Living legend, Todd Rundgren. Look at that. Look at that. Let me look. Oh, Let me gaze at you. In the flesh. Interesting new look with a little uh, goatee, perhaps? Yeah, a little jazz brush. A little jazz brush right under the uh, chin. Is yeah, this something new? Uh, no, it's just the only place I don't shave. See what Todd's wearing for sunglasses? Those are the same sunglasses I wore on Butt Bongo Fiesta. Yes, they are. Yes. Was that your big breakthrough uh... video? Video. It's no. my interactive video. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Interactive. <laughs> now, Todd, uh, of course, uh, we know you as Todd, but shall I call you TRI? You can uh, call me, just don't call me late for... Uh, right, I got you. For Snapple. Right. Todd Rundgren has... The one question I've always wanted to ask you... It's a very simple question. I always read that quote where you said you could write a hit song anytime you wanted to. You just didn't feel like writing one. Yeah. True? Sure. Why? Oh, why, why didn't I feel like writing one? Yeah. What do you well, mean? I, yeah. you, you know, at this point, people are thinking, well, you can't. Yeah, now people are going, hey, Todd can't write a hit song. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? No, you ought to do it just to prove you can. Were you bragging there, or were you, were you really able <laughs> to? Uh, yeah, I don't know. A little bit of braggadocio, you know. <laughs> what happens when, you, when you're um, really at the top and you're, you're writing hit song after hit song, uh, commercial success after commercial success. You believe you have found a formula? Yes. Yeah, the formula is to slip an independent promotion man a big handful of Is that money it, really? And, oh, uh, come on. But Hello, It's Me couldn't have missed. Hello, It's Me couldn't have list. Uh, missed. I, well, I guess yeah, it, was a, it was a hit three times. It was once for the Naz, the original right. band that did it. And then uh, it was hit for me. And then the Isley Brothers actually released the version. Which Really? And, yeah. and Yeah, they, they did. I don't remember they do that. They don't thing in the beginning where they go, hello, 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 hello. hello. I like the Asley Brothers when they did time. Time, 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 time. I guess they do that Same with thing. all their yeah. songs. They do it with all their songs. It's a formula. <laughs> like an orchestra tuning yeah. up. Yeah, they have a formula to that. 
<laughs> but you certainly have made multi-millions of dollars. You don't even need to work anymore, do you? Well, like, you know, that's because I produce other people. You know? Yeah, he produced the Meatloaf album. Yeah. The one that, the one that was good. Yeah, this is my annuity. You know, I'm living still <laughs> to this day <laughs> off the Meatloaf album. It's true. I mean, that, that must pay you a fortune. Um, I, I heard a rumor that on a bad week, uh, it sells 15,000 copies wow. to this day. Wow. wow. That's incredible. Hold on, let me say that again. Wow. Wow. No kidding. Most of it in England, too. And did, you <laughs> and did you produce that like six hours or something? Well, it took a lot less than the, a lot less long than the most recent one, I think. Right. You know, which took about three years, I guess. We did the... Because you probably went in the studio and said, hey, this guy Meatloaf, I don't know. Yeah, you know, just, I'll produce this. I'm not going to put my energy into it. I got TR1 to worry about. Yeah, TRI, I mean. <laughs> T Todd Rundgren Interactive. Yeah. And uh, the point is that... Well, you know, I'm, there's no guarantee that if you spend a, an eon making a record that it's, that it's going to be a hit, or that if you just poop it out. And know, probably Meatloaf was, like, really nervous. He was saying, you know, I like Todd Rundgren and everything. But, but he doesn't even seem to be paying attention. Yeah, he put about six hours into <laughs> this record. I mean, I don't get it. And But meanwhile, how come Meatloaf doesn't uh, approach you to, like, he has a new record out. Why yeah, he, he, he yeah, did the done. sequel. Did I, you do that? I, I did the um, background vocals on it. I arranged and, and helped sing the background vocals. Oh, really? And why didn't, why didn't he uh, have you produce it? You, they, you know, they've gotten into a thing that uh, it's like they slipped into a parallel universe, you know, in a whole other time frame. You know how, like, when you go to outer space, yeah. you, you leave and you only age, you know, like, like a, a week and you come back and everyone's all old. Right, you know? right. And that's kind of <laughs> that's what way, happens. The way the album production goes. I got know? you. In other words, when a, when an album is produced in rock and roll, you got to be like, you got to have your neck, you got to have like ten big hits in a row, and then they they hire you, then you're hot, right? Uh, it could be like that, but yeah. it's, I, I mean, in that particular case, they like to take their time. Take their know. time. I you know, you. and I have you know like you know offspring to raise. You're <laughs> busy. Stuff like that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And you have a great life, right? Because, oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got money. You don't have to really hassle. No Where do complaints. you live? Uh, I live in San Francisco now. Oh, yeah. you do? In uh, Sausalito, it's across the bay. Oh. And what do you do? You have like a big spread out there? Uh, it's not that big. We're actually, we're seventy still, acres. We're still renting. You know, <laughs> we're just. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. You Sausage? rent? Uh, in California, I have a, still have a place in upstate New York where oh, you I do go to to uh, escape. And yeah, we need places, Rob. We only right, have we one house. We only have one place. Yeah, we only have one place. <laughs> this place, right? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is the whole place. I'm sick of this place. So, so the point is, um, today you are going to perform. Some uh, of the great hits. I'll play the new record. I, okay. But I love those old songs. I'm going to perform. Okay. Now, I mean, you probably hate performing those old songs, right? You hate it, don't well, you? It's a, you, know, it's a, you hate it. Do you hate those feel, songs? You, you Do you like hate those songs? Frank Sinatra, you know, right. my way. Are you they know? your enemies, those uh, songs? Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they, they what is it? You creep in on little cat's feet. You know, yeah. at, uh, but, at, it, at Todd, you want to write a song and then throw it away and never sing it again? You can't discard it. You can't discard it, my friend. It's with you. It's a child. Repeat after me. Like an ill-advised tattoo. Repeat after me. Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me. Is my child. Is my child. Is my child. I can't abandon it. I can't abandon it. I have to perform it once in a while. There you go. That's it. Well, I mean, there's been so many great Todd Rundgren songs. I will sing uh, "Hello, It's Me." Uh, what else? What What are the other big ones? Let's uh, name the hits. Just, you know that uh, that one I love. We just can't we, bang the drum. Why can't we still be? Can't, can't we, we still, still be, be friends? friends? Yeah. And that song, "Can't We Still Be Friends." <laughs> I have no voice. And uh, also, um, uh, "Bang on a Drum." Bang a drum. Which day. every friggin' morning zoo plays on yeah, Fridays. It's the uh, it's the drive time Friday drive time uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. song. When yeah. the zookeeper gets on the air and he goes. All right, everybody, run into your boss and tell him you want to quit your job. <laughs> and uh, then they play Bang on a Drum all day. Do you get that? No. What, what is that all about? And I guess during Bang on a Drum all day, you're supposed to go in and tell your boss to F you? Well, the whole thing is that you don't want to do any work. You just want to bang on the drum all day. 
Oh. Yeah, that's fine if you're Todd Rundgren and you got a couple of, you know, get the meatloaf annuity coming yeah. in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about me? Nobody said to me any meatloaf royalties. I want to, you know, I want to do meatloaf all year. You know. How about I Saw the Night? That's a good song. I Saw the Night. Oh, I Saw the Light, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, some of those old songs, you know. <laughs> you know how old they are. I'm right? more into TRI, if you don't mind. Yeah, I okay? You, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, TRI is the new record that's out in the uh, record stores. So this is kind of weird. It's actually No World Order is the name of the record. Oh, okay. And, uh, and but you're TRI. You're not TRI you anymore. Know, it's like I used to be runt, you know. Right. When I first started what out. about when you were Sun Ra? Yeah, there was that. that I remember that, that period. Yeah. I remember you had an album out. You were in a dress with sandals. <laughs> yeah. Remember? That, um, uh, that, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Utopia album. That was Utopia. Hey, Fred, wasn't, wasn't Todd in a, in okay, a, with a our, dress? Our, Cross-dressing fusion band. Yeah, yeah you were wild. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Fred, is Todd a genius? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Hey, no problem. Right. Supermodel. Is he a supermodel? Supermodel, no genius. Yet. No, Fred is a musician, and he tells me who's a genius. Oh, okay, good. Is he more of a genius than Zappa? Uh, yeah, I think he is. Oh, <laughs> really? That's saying something. You're yeah. just trying to get Zappa on the show. Oh, we've like had him on. <laughs> hey, what, uh... Plus, he's got a healthy prostate. So. That's yeah. true, too. Oh, yeah, as far as I know. You're yeah. in pretty good shape. Okay. Oh, I, I could check. But <laughs> and, why is, and tell us why Todd is a genius. He just is. I mean, no, but tell me no, why. What, I mean, what gives you the, the freedom he to seems say to be the, it's like I know he made that statement about where he said he could write a hit song <laughs> almost any time. I think he's one of the few guys who, if he really put his mind to it, could do it. He could. He could. It just flows within him. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell this, Fred. You just yeah. listen to his music, you know. Right. Yes, the muse speaks through me. The Todd, problem... do you mind sitting closer to Fred? Ah. <laughs> Fred really loves you. <laughs> Here, up on my lap, Fred. Come on, Fred. Go on Todd's lap. It's your last chance. <laughs> no, I don't go that way. By the way, Papa, uh, right. Fred was in a mental institution ah. for seven years. <laughs> Fred's know. opinion is absolutely worthless. <laughs> <laughs> this is Todd Rundgren. Uh, excuse me, uh, Fred. Uh, what do you think of Todd Rundgren? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He thinks he's Mrs. Todd Runger. You're right. Well, don't commit yourself. Right? What is it, uh, Bapa Foley? May I tell you why Todd's a genius? Why? Because I really do. I'm he's a huge fan of his. Everybody's yeah. a genius huge. to you. Though. No, no, no. He really... <laughs> yeah. Gary, who isn't a genius? No, no, no. He, he, he writes, he produces, he sings, and he's produced a lot of great bands, not just Meatloaf. He did Grand Funk. Mm -hmm. um, he produced uh, Hall & Oates, one of their first albums. He's great. He does everything. Okay. And his videos, too. Did you ever see uh, any of his videos? The one... Um, with the Salvador Dali picture in it. It's a oh, great yeah. video. Uh, time Heals. Yeah. Okay. All right, you little kiss ass. Cool. Yeah, no, no, I'm a big well, fan. You Are you a big fan? Yeah, why don't you just pull his pants down? Yeah. Ah. All right, why don't you give him something? All right? <laughs> hey, that, his opinion's worthless. Gary thinks the doorman is a genius at his building. <laughs> you know, he, he does it all. He can press the up button, the he down button. The door. Yeah, he, he runs the door. to the right yeah. elevator. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, he accepts yeah. packages. <laughs> and he always sends them to the right place. Hey, Gary, what do you think of uh, Todd Rundgren? I think he's lady, lady, lady. Boy, you never hear that guy say, I'm a genius, no, huh? I, I do it all. I believe he ran in here and did that. I write bits, I talk, I do everything. I do it all. I do it all. It's unbelievable. Hey, I dress myself. <laughs> All right, Todd, listen, this is what we ought to do this morning. Let's have some real fun because it's Friday. Friday. I got the lesbians coming in in a half hour. We got cool. time together. Okay. Uh, what we're going to do, what we're going to do is, let me take a little break. All right. 
Maybe we'll set up. We'll do a little music. We'll talk about TRI. We'll talk about New World Order. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about how Todd has time to change his hair color a lot while sitting at home. Yeah, look at Todd, man. What's that? We hair? really dyed your hair. Yeah, I dyed my hair once in a while, but you really party. Have, well, you're multicolored. Dad. Well, since 1973 or something like that. It looks it's good. Like, I like it. Yeah. Who likes it? Raise your hand. Okay. Oh, Robin likes it. <laughs> Jackie. Uh, Fred doesn't. Oh, Fred, you lost them on that one. Well, well, Fred doesn't like dyed hair. Uh, no, I like it. I like it. It looks good. But um, you got a wife? Uh, I have children. Oh. He's, he's in between. What are you divorced? <laughs> no, I just I, I'm not I'm not the marrying kind. Oh no, I, kidding! Yeah. So all of you've never been married? No, nope, never have. You been. don't live with women? I do. Yeah. Oh, so the woman that has your kids, you live with? Yeah. Oh, so you're basically married? Yeah. Actually, both of them. Yeah, I live with. Them. <laughs> you live with both women? No, nah, let's not get into this. I never. Well, what is it? What is it? What is it? Never talking about my personal life. I think hit No, we're talking about this. I'll take it. Throw you right out of the studio. This is good. Uh oh. You're telling me you live with two women? Uh, oh, cool. Well, we actually have, like, two houses. You have two so. women in two different oh, houses? Man, you're like But a... it's like one, you know, we have a doorway between the houses. Let me get this straight. Are Let you get... kidding? Wait a second. You've got to tell me about this. <laughs> no. You're telling me. Let me get this straight, Todd. This is, the, this is the ultimate. This is really the ultimate. Is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. You're a genius. The ultimate. I want to, say, I want to agree with Fred and Baba Booey. <laughs> you are a genius. He does do it all. Thank you so much. You know you're a friggin' genius? Yeah. Well, you are saying... That proves it, right? That, in other words, you get, you get beautiful women because of who you are, right? I mean, people, w women are really attracted well, in, to you. Inside, yes. Yeah, because you're a woman inside, right. So you're saying a couple of years ago, <laughs> first you were with one the woman. crazy guy. You had a girlfriend. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> a mental case. Come on. Be nice. Are you a Mormon? <laughs> no. No. I'm a moron, so. Uh, <laughs> so wait a second. You're telling me you've got two houses. They're connected. Yeah. Some nights you spend... No, 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 I don't. No, oh, I don't. yes. No, I don't. No, it's, you don't? Not a, and it's not like an Eskimo thing or anything like that. You mean no. you live in one of the houses? Yeah, I live in one of the houses. Yeah. With one of the wives? I mean, one of the girls? Yeah. And then in the other house, someone else the other else girl. Is the other girl and and um and the kids kind of just float between, depending Oh, so on. you have a good relationship with that woman? Yes. But you're not her lover? No. Oh. Wow. Mm. She That's got another bad. guy over there? Does she uh, have a guy over there? Uh, not currently, no. Yeah, I wouldn't allow that. Yeah, we run through the gauntlet. Yeah. I have a tunnel connecting my house to a whorehouse. <laughs> I want to talk to you about it. Oh, so you live with eight women. I don't talk about my personal life. I'm sorry. But uh, So in other words, you don't marry because it's too... In your line of work, you meet lots of women, and there's no way that you could stay faithful to one woman. That's No, that's not the reason. The reason is... Well, the reason is because uh, man was was originally from caveman and was meant to. Man is a hunter. Man well, is a hunter. <laughs> no, it's just for me. It's like I, I've always had had the opinion that um, that people sometimes, uh, you know, when they get married, it kind of means uh, okay, I'm going to stop trying now. And uh, right, right. And if you're not That's married, what happened then, to me. And you got to sort of like every day, you got to you know, you got to work on it every day. This, um, yeah, and this, and who wants to work? Yeah, who wants yeah. to work? I it's just want no, to bang the drum all day. Right, and it's no incentive. It's no incentive to uh, sort of look good and stuff when you're with the same woman. Like I was working out, and I'm you know getting in shape, and all of a sudden, don't I me. What am I doing? <laughs> what, I'm getting the same woman. Who am I doing this for? She loved me when I was fat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah. Is that what you're saying? There's that element in there. I think that's what you're saying. Are you saying that? I could be saying that. I don't know. So you mean you wouldn't dye your hair if you were married? Right. He wouldn't care. He'd probably I, cut off all his hair. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Waddling in here, you know, about 800 pounds overweight. And, so you're allowed to. So you're allowed to not only be with your your the girl you live in the house with. You're also allowed to be with other women. I'm not allowed. I'm not I mean, you're, <laughs> but you can, you can you go. You do that. You do that. I, no, as a matter of fact. If I, I wanted to date you, I mean, if Robin wanted to date you, I yeah, can't I date you. I can be with other men all right, I want. Right. Yeah, but, uh, God. 
God, that's some life. I, got, I don't know. I, all the women I meet are so damn possessive. Yeah, they want total commitment. <laughs> this woman I'm with now, 19 years of possessiveness. <laughs> has nothing, oh, man. It has nothing to do with commitment. Wow. You are committed. Yeah, I am committed. You know, I mean, when you have kids with someone, you're committed. Yeah. I mean, but to me, it's like... kids with the woman next I don't, door? You know, I think the only reason why people... <laughs> she is committed. Now, I can't uh, believe it. Uh, it's, you know, the reason to, uh, you know, have a long-term relationship is to have kids. You know, right. You know... To, uh, so you at least support the kids and you stay with you stay them. With oh yeah. Them. Well, yeah essentially, right. that's that, that's the reason why we all live together. together. For it's like kids. a commune. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, something cool. Yeah, I guess. Man, wow. That's a great life. By Albany standards, it would be a commune. Exactly. You are lucky. You are one lucky dude. I can never. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I know so my I wife will my never. Yap. My <laughs> wife will never agree to be in a commune. She's not going to live next door to your girlfriend. No. <laughs> uh, Allison, I'm oh, looking yeah. into a situation where you get to, you you'll get to stay in this house. It's no problem. I said, I'll be living in the tunnel house next door <laughs> with my new wife and kids. Oh, man. You know, that's like the Manson family, in a way. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. You know what I mean? You, all you got to do is go out to the desert and you, you got to know the half of it. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Todd Rundgren is here. Let me take so a break. Indian graveyard in the basement. Yeah. Todd is such a genius. He has gone completely off the scale now and put out a CD, which I think is kind of neat. I, I don't know if people understand this concept. You need a radio show like this to explain the concept. You buy the CD. Yeah. And you can mix the CD yourself. Well, really? It's, it's not the CD. It's a CDI, which looks like the CD, but yeah. it, plays, it plays in a CDI player, which is a special player. And you're saying you put it in the CDI player. Where do I get that? Uh, you get, you know, consumer electronics kind of place. Okay. You know. I put it in. The whiz. And then, like, I could take your, uh, let's say, your guitar licks and, and, and make them louder? Well, it's not quite like that. I, it, you can say what kind of mix you want in the in the album. Really? Well, you know. Oh, there's a couple of different mixes you can choose. Yeah, you can choose between a couple of different mixes. I see. And so, and you can all you can you take the voice out. You know, so there's, there's the whole thing. That's uh, unbelievable. You know. What is next, though? I mean, th this has come so far. You the know, band will to, come to your house. Band, <laughs> and then they'll sell you a blank CD so you can write your own song, <laughs> and then uh, and leave you with a social disease. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Todd Rundgren is here. We're going to do a little jamming next. I love jam. to jam. I love to jam. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. I love a jam session. Uh, you know, I'm, we'll I'm listen really to the new CD. this thing about the genius now. How many people are smart enough to figure out how to live with two women? Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a genius compared to you. <laughs> I can't get that whole thing going. I keep trying to get my house to live, get my wife to live in the house next door. She won't. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a break. We're going to be back with Todd Rundgren, the new uh, CD, the interactive CD. But you can even listen to this if you have a regular CD. Yeah, play, yeah. Right? It's uh, called, Todd doesn't call himself Todd anymore. He's now TRI. Yeah. I, I can do yeah, that. Just, you know, it's just I'm HS. I understand. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, it is You're called no, no World Order. And we'll be back with Todd Rundgren right after the... You're listening words. to the Howard Stern Show. All right. Todd Rundgren here. Very interesting guy. Didn't realize how interesting you really were. Got a whole scene going. I bet you, you know, this is... it's always the quiet <laughs> ones. That's yeah. what they say. I bet you this is tip of the iceberg, too. Yeah. I bet you he's got a whole bunch of weird stuff I going on. I wish we on. could get to his house. Yeah. We need to go over your place. <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Sounds we're pretty cool. We're out of here. I wonder what kind of house has, like, a two houses connecting by Yeah, a... with a door connecting them. Yeah. It's a... Uh, and a family in adjoining each... Adjoining houses. Adjoining houses with a family in each house. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's unbelievable. The scourge of the neighborhood. You are a genius. And the kids, they can go anywhere they want. Yeah. 
Yeah, they go back and forth to each house. Yeah, to cool. thing, you know, they piss the people off in one half of the house, and yeah. go over the other half. <laughs> and you're probably a cool dad to have because you're such a free thinker and stuff that you're probably like into letting them. His kids are probably conservative. Yeah, but but they're probably. Hey, Dad, I want to drop out of school. Cool. <laughs> cool. cool. Smart free thinker. No problem. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you see a bunch of kids running around, different wives. You live like a Puerto Rican. Oh, Unbelievable. Dear. <laughs> you really do. I have a joining house. Uh huh. <laughs> I lived on the Upper West Side. I know. <laughs> No, seriously, that's wild. <laughs> it really is. All right, Todd, let's get into it. Come on. They anyway, say pleasure our us. family let's values are changing. Yeah. Pleasure us. Pleasure me with, uh, with uh, songs. A song. Song of merriment. Now, can you a do Can We Still Be Friends? Can we still yeah, no, yeah, come on. I you just, love even that though you song. hate doing it, no, just do it. Believe me. No, I, got a, I got a song for this show. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah I want you to do some of the hits, and then we'll play something new. The hits. Yeah, hey, know. sorry now. Now, give, give him the piano. Where's Fred? I'll never forget Fred the time left. he did that song on Saturday Night Live. I loved it. What did he do? Which one was that? Oh, it might have been, uh, it was uh, he, Time Heals or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That was the night Prince was on. The first oh, time yeah? he was on. Yeah. How come they had you and Prince on at the same time? I, you know, they first, well, because that was like the dark years. Yeah, oh, they could do anything. Then. They could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't make any difference. It wouldn't make a difference. No, it was the dark years of, uh, of uh, I guess it was Gene Demanian or whatever. Yeah, right. You got any uh, rock and roll friends? Uh, Who do you hang out with? Had a couple. Clapton? Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I know her, but we don't hang out. Who do you hang out with? I don't hang out with Jackson musicians. Brown? Yeah, no, uh, I live in San Francisco. What do I need with musicians? You know? Hang around with Grace Slick or something? Grace Slick stuck her finger up my nose once. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a thrill. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it's got to be exciting. Uh... Where's Fred? Why doesn't he? Why isn't the whole set up? Why does you know Fred doesn't do anything the whole show? I ask him to just set up the music. No, I never play he it. You know, he bring his piano have... over here. I never play the piano. You don't? No. What do you Come play? Come on, what do you play? I play, play guitar. So give, where's his guitar? Have, guitar hey Fred, the oh, then don't play the piano. Here's the guitar. Give him a guitar. Fred, why do you leave when I'm about to play the music? You didn't say you were going to do that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know. Gee, I didn't know. Well, why wouldn't you stay by close by anyway? Because you know music is coming up. You know music's got to happen within the next three minutes. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that many songs on the guitar either. How about... What do you mean? You don't Mike, play instruments? Michael, row the boat ashore. What? You don't play instruments? Well, for the past about uh, six or eight years, I've had to, had this big backup band. You know, I don't... So I, you don't even know how to play anymore? I just geek around on stage and stuff, you know. And oh, really? You don't yeah. practice or anything anymore? You don't even I, remember how to play? I practice the blues, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's play a second. Fred, what cool. songs do we cool. want to hear? Let me see. I got a pick here, too. You got a pick got for uh, TRI? I got one. I got All one. Right. Fred makes you ask for everything. Yeah, yeah, Fred will drag out any segment. Usually a guitar player carries his own. But he's not a guitar player. You hear he what the guy's guitar. saying. You see a guitar in his hand, that means he's yeah. a guitar player. I can play the guitar. I can play you. That sounds nice. And were you one of those guys who like stood, like stayed in his room through all through high school practicing guitar and stuff? Because were you like the outcast and stuff and never got girls, and then all of a sudden you became a rock star and got girls? Well, it wasn't like all of a sudden, but right. eventually, you know, it worked. It turned out to be a good way to get girls. And you're like me now. You're so angry at all the girls who wouldn't date you in high school that now you just like he keeps them all locked keep them all up locked up in your house. That's it. Chained yeah, to a wall. Silence of the lambs. It's got to kill you though, because you probably don't think any of these women really love you. Because why didn't they love you in high school? Hmm, I never thought about that. Really? No. Man, I think about that all the time. <laughs> uh, How could you not think about that? That's well, the whole... Maybe because high school is so long ago. Now, you know? I'm still I'm still in it. Yeah. I'm still obsessing on it. You're still a youngster. Well, you had horrible dreams, you know, where you 
wake up at night and you're back in high school. Yeah, so you're unprepared. Like the worst kind of nightmare. Oh, you know? That's maybe the worst. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, just, and you're wandering the halls, and you can't figure out what room you're supposed to be yeah, in. Yeah, I still know? have that. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's creepy. Now, come on. Seriously, do hello, it's me. Don't be uptight about it, either. Uh, do it good. If I can remember what key it is. Uh, oh, listen okay. to this. Song only made how much you of it do I have to? How much do I have to do? I only know, like... <laughs> oh, get out of here. Do the whole board. damn song. Well, if you would have told me beforehand, I would have prepped. I knew he hadn't been prepared. I knew it. I knew Actually, it. I had a song already for you, but, you know, a special song that I hardly ever play. Anymore. Really? What is what it? I never play. That's a song I wrote called Jesse. Do I want to hear that, Fred? I Jesse? I don't know if you want to hear that. No. Do I want to hear Jesse? He doesn't know it, probably, because it not, never, never really was not. released on a record. But. Oh, then I don't want to hear it. If it wasn't good enough to be on a record, I don't want to hear it. Who was Jesse? Yeah, it was Jesse. Who's Jesse? Actually, it's Jesse Jackson? Jesse Holmes. <laughs> was it really about Jesse Holmes? Uh, yeah, about Jesse Holmes. Oh, I might want to hear that. Yeah, I thought you might want to hear it. See, it piqued your interest. And it's really anti-Jesse Holmes? Well, it's I hate that guy. It's a love song, actually. It's a love song to Jesse Holmes. Jesse Holmes. Uh, well, yeah. first do Hello, It's Me. Come on, cut it out. Okay. Don't make a big deal about it. Do as much of it as you can. And do a neat version of it. Will you stop talking over this neat so. I don't hear anything. I'm try trying to figure out the last chord. I think that's tuning up. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> He's just working it out, Hal. I'm vamping. <laughs> okay. He knows how to play. What would be the next chord? I thought you said he was a genius for it. Well, I guess you would have to be a genius to forget a song like that. All right. Okay. Only a genius. I can you. get through the first line. And, and did you write this? Uh, how old were you when you wrote this? Um, I was uh, actually I was eight, it was the very first song I wrote. How old? Really? Was like eighteen years old. Eighteen years old. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, it just came to you all at once. Yeah, in, in, in a rather relatively brief period of time, yeah. Okay. I, Words know. and music together, or just one or the well, other? Well, I did have a bunch of chords. I actually kind of like got the basic chord sequence. I stole it from a Jimmy Smith record. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I gotta do that. And... <laughs> And uh, and then I you know I I actually hadn't written many songs before so I didn't know how difficult it was going to be so I just started writing it turned out not to be that hard. Right, let me no that. wonder he thought he could write it. See, most people yeah. probably write it just never you know. came too easy to you. His go first ahead. Song. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Take us back to that time. <laughs> I'm just making sure I know the story. Take us back to a, a young man in his room creating. Okay, I'll, I'm only going to give you the first. Verse, okay? All right, well, whatever. Because I can't I'll remember the rest. All right, go ahead. Okay. I don't believe you, but go ahead. singing that. You were like uptight during that. Anymore, you you know? were really uptight singing that. Yes, I am. You, know? you should have put the mic closer to his mouth. Uh, he won't get near the mic. Oh, How can I do scared. that? I'm scared. So you're going to get the mic closer no, to your face. Come on, it. man. That's, no, I don't I'm hear you. sing it again. I'll right, sing the, the other song. And what other song? Uh, hey, Todd, I got... <laughs> oh, never mind. But Jesse's up to sing something. Sing something good and get closer to the microphone. Stop being a baby. Yeah. Get in there. Come on. You're too uptight. <laughs> there you are now. <laughs> you're a really uptight guy. I didn't realize. Yeah. I just, you know, actually, you're turning red. You're blushing. 
Oh, it's just so damn hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> what other songs do I want to hear, Fred? Can we still be friends? All right, let me hear that. Just a little bit of it. Don't be uptight. Get close to the mic and see. Can we still be friends? Uh, come on, Todd. Come on, Todd. Then I'll play Actually, some of your new that one I can't... I think you I can't can play? play the oh, all right, good. All right. Plug it in, though. Well, yeah, play the keyboard on that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. By the way, Todd's new record is... Uh, it's nothing uh, like this. There's nothing like this. <laughs> now, why, why are you saying that? Well, because it's not. It's oh. just totally Completely different. Completely different? Yeah. yeah. You get close to the mic when you sing on this one? <laughs> yeah. I can. What track do we have here? Let's see. Okay. By the way, Todd is going to be... Now you're going to be making a bunch of appearances. You're uh, going to be the. You're going to be stores. at. The, what? We call them in stores. In stores. You're going to be actually at stores. Yeah. So I'm demonstrating the whole CDI thing. You went to. Uh, you're going to be at the Wiz on Broadway at six o'clock Friday. Is that tonight, July twenty third? Yes. That's oh, tonight. Tonight you'll be at the Wiz. If you want to meet Todd, go to the Wiz. Uh, the Wiz on Broadway. Okay. Then in Philly on Monday the twenty sixth, you'll be at the Tower on South Street at six p.m. Tuesday, July 27th, you'll be in Washington, D.C. Get this echo off. It's driving me nuts. Circuit City, Rockville, 5.30 p.m. Boston, Thursday the 29th of July at Lechmere, Cambridge. Lechmere? Lechmere, Cambridge, 6 p.m. You live there. You didn't. I lived there, but I hardly ever left my dorm room. <laughs> I was afraid. And uh, in Los Angeles, Tuesday the 3rd of August at the Tower Sunset, 7 p.m. You can meet Todd Rundgren. And people can hang out with you and talk to you? Hang. We're hanging. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's a very rare opportunity. Sure. To speak to a genius. Speak to a genius. <laughs> Ask him how he got eight women to live with him in one house. <laughs> He'll talk about it. He doesn't care. But the uh, new record is called TRI, No World Order. And uh, this is a statement about anarchy in the world, as you know. More or less, yeah. Yeah. But well, we're going to listen to something from it right after we hear. Yeah, I better hear something good, though, one of the old songs. <laughs> something good. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm not saying this isn't good. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you know saying? what it's like. How do I transpose this thing down? It's like, everything's like real. Hey, Todd, do I have to tell you how to play the damn Casio? Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm not a keyboard guy. But, Todd, you're an uptight guy. Just play something. There you go. You like the way that sounds? Sounds like somebody. Uh, yeah, there must be another sound here, huh? Yeah, Fred, you know how to make other sounds. Come on. Oh, the you, you like keyboard. that? <laughs> Vibraphone, that's nice. No. <laughs> play Jag something. Organ, Jag, there we go. Play one, yeah, you play one of the old ones. One of the first. old ones. Let yeah, me do something I... good and get close to the mic and do it like you're really a professional. Come on. Okay, now I can. I think I can right. remember part here of it. Here we go. our general manager to buy a sustain pedal, he uh -huh. wouldn't buy it. Okay. He refuses. Yeah, so. he stuck a plug in the back and that sustains all the time. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Never stops this Come on, Todd. You look good. You okay. sound good. Come on. Get pumped up. I'll see if I can remember this song. Yeah. Pretend you have no money left and you have to do you this stuff. You have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, won't, I don't know how much of this I'm going to get out of you. All right. Go ahead. Now it's time for the real to turn. See, 
that's about all wow, I remember. Wow, no kidding. You really don't remember it. No, I don't ever play these songs. Wow. What do you think? I like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, but I would remember how Bobby to play Short them. singing Charlie. You yeah, know? but I would remember <laughs> I would remember how to play them. <laughs> Can you sing Charlie? Can you sing the Charlie song? <laughs> do that one. I don't care. Kind of free, kind of wow. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now let's listen to what you put together on this new record here. Yeah, good idea. All right, you remember how to play this? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now... Let me take if a listen. Stick it in the machine and I'm push the sure play button. I'm not sure he really did these songs. I don't even think he. I don't think he wrote them. I don't think he performs them. I'm I don't just, even know that you're Todd Rundgren. You don't really look that much like Todd Rundgren. How do we know this isn't a goof and that isn't Todd Rundgren? You know, Rundgren. we could be the, the subject of a hoax here. Yeah, I don't think the real Todd Rundgren would admit to sleeping with eight different women at once. I, I get to step outside for a minute. Here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah, right back. Let me see what this says here. What you got on this one? Now, what's a good track to play? Give me, give me a track. Oh, this would be a good one. Um, which one? Uh, Fascist Christ. How's that? You got Fascist Christ on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was going to call well, him personally, then. but yeah. Uh, do you think Christ was a fascist? Uh, I don't. I think there are some people who do. Like know, who does? Like, well, Randall Terry, you know, Jackie, kind of. Fred. Jackie. I do. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think he always Christ always wanted his way. Never listened to anybody else. <laughs> In a sense, you know what I'm saying. You know how well, what an ego trip he was on. Oh come on. Seriously, he's like rock stars. You know what I mean? Seriously. Well, yeah. he had his followers. That's yeah. true. Uh, that's true. He had his how many wives? That's uh -huh. right. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about Christ. He'd play all his hits before uh, he brought in a new record. <laughs> he practiced before he came in. All right, let me hear a little of this stuff. <laughs> no problem. This is now a uh, T R I. We're listening to yeah. <laughs> Oh, now I see. You're into a whole new whole new thing here. New bag. This is a new sound. <laughs> this is very different from the Hello, It's Me era. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. This is heavily produced. We're, we're still in the intro, too. And you played this yourself? Are you playing all the instruments? Yeah, I'm playing everything. Every instrument? Yeah. You're playing that, too? Uh, that's, well, more or less. Excellent. Yeah. This is very funky. Funky, we call it. Founding fathers and mothers left us a mandate. You are a rapper. <laughs> this is a rap star. In order, I can't sing those old parts. You drop it in the place. You must appreciate Jesus and money. Make a man speaking tongues. Scream out his lungs. Roll in the dung and when the song is sung. This is rap music. Sort of. Hold on a second. What is it? I told you he was becoming a rapper. T.R.I., you became a rapper. It's T.R.I.C.E. is what he is. T.R.I.C.E. You're a rapper now. Yeah, You're rapping, aren't you? Stands for ice, right. Um, You've gone completely... Uh, I've done some of that. I'm still singing on there. You do? Yeah, All right, I'm saying okay. I rap. Yeah. Yeah, take it easy. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> coming down on you. I, I, I can get into it. What's this got to do with Jesus, though? <laughs> I don't hear anything about Jesus. Uh, he, maybe it's he about Randall Terry. It's about Operation Rescue. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, man. You're deep. These are those uh, <laughs> anti-abortion coups, Howard. Oh, is that? Hey, I'm with you on that, my friend. Well, you know, he's got this whole new rap going, you know, which yeah. is, um, you know, any of you guys that, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know. His whole thing is, you know, no, God is not like that. God is one pissed off. Dude. Dude. I got know? you. All right. <laughs> yeah. I got you. And he's coming to get you. I got yeah. you. What is it, Fafa Foley? No, during the, the guys were telling me that on the video for this song, there's uh, people hanging on crosses, oh, oh, yeah. and then it turns oh, oh, into Nazi swastikas. Oh, really? Whoa. Well, why don't I see that on MTV? What's going on? Well, you know, they're scared, I Is guess. Is it too heavy? 
heavy. Yeah. Is it really true? That's a heavy video. Well, that's what some people. I don't know whether they don't play it because of that or right. you know, whatever. They have their reasons, I suppose. But you see something here. It's a very deep song. Seriously, might be over my head. And this is the guy on the cross, and then turns into a swastika? Well, the cross, there's nobody on the cross, but the cross does this little dance, and it turns into a I gotta see that. And this gets you laid, right? <laughs> Every time. I got you. <laughs> Guy's got eight wives, he must know what he's doing. Yeah. Start, start picking on profits, you know, and you really up your score. Let's get fundamental. I, I could exercise for this song. In which God and man are Low enough, yeah. In which they oh, it's perfect. I can't believe Todd's rapping now. I'm really flipped out. I'm still back in the Hello, It's Me right. stage. It, it doesn't sound anything like that other stuff. I haven't really, I haven't really progressed past Hello, It's Me. I'm like not even with you, man. You're like, in that time cap. I'm in a warp. <laughs> I've warped out, man. What's with me? Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know what the deal is. It's that spaceship thing, you know? Todd's doing rap music. Young MC is doing melodies. What the hell's going on? It's unbelievable. I can't it's believe how the world is changing. It's the signs of the apocalypse. It really is. Yeah. Well, Todd Rundgren is a genius. Uh, Fred is right. And uh, on many levels, musically and socially, because uh, we've learned a lot. And uh, the new, the new uh, CD is really called No World Order, and it is uh, interactive, if you know what that means. It means you can actually interact with your CD. That's wild. That's wild stuff. Grrr. I never even wanted to before. <laughs> I, I, I didn't yeah, interact with it. Yeah, yeah. But you developed that. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's the first of its kind. It's the wave of the future. So there it is. And um, Todd Rundgren will be at the following locations if you want to meet with him. And people can have a tete-a-tete uh, -tete with you? <laughs> they can discuss this. They can discuss this with yeah, you? Yeah, they could be. Yeah. This is the kind of record you want to discuss. Yeah. Seriously, um, in a sense. Um, yeah, I don't know whether you know how much discussion they usually. I usually have somebody standing over my shoulder saying, "Move on." One autograph to a person. <laughs> right, right. Please, no pictures, please. Move on. But you're willing to discuss the new CD? I'm willing to. Yeah. Uh, you fine. will not discuss your uh, personal life with the uh, listeners? No, I won't. I see. Even at the store, if someone has a question about how to get that whole two house thing going and all no. that, you yeah, will where not. Where did you put the door no. or anything? Interesting. Yeah. Where do you put the door? <laughs> would you bring? A, would you at least bring a? Um, a blueprint of your home, so guys can imitate your lifestyle. Floor plan, yeah, right. floor plan. Okay. You know, a lot of guys would like to have a couple of women living in different parts of their house. Yeah, it's all in the architecture. No, I mean, don't you know? Don't turn off that aspect of your audience either. No, believe me, I'd be writing songs about that. Yeah, somebody might want your autograph because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, I'm not a real fan of the music, but I am a big fan of your lifestyle. <laughs> can I have your autograph, please? Oh, I can just no. picture it now. It'll be out of control. <laughs> I know. You know, when they kidnap my kids. No. You're the one. No, no, no blame no, it all no, on you. No, thought. That's no. a sick thought. You haven't <laughs> given any address. Hey, come on. Give us your address. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. You're going to be... Let's give the, the locations, because that's important. Okay. All right, 6 o'clock tonight, you'll be hanging out at the Wiz on Broadway. That's tonight. <laughs> I'll be whizzing on Broadway. That's yeah. right. Monday, Tower South Street, 6 p.m. That's in Philly. Philly. D.C., Tuesday, the 27th of July, Circuit City, Rockville, 5.30 p.m. Boston, Thursday, the 29th of July, Leachmere, Cambridge, 6 p.m. And Los Angeles, Tuesday, the 3rd of August, Tower Sunset, 7 p.m. And ladies, uh, Todd is unattached. 
I mean, he's well, a, not really. He's got a, 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 a let's say a complicated We're situation. Putting a new wing on the house, right. <laughs> and uh, they're putting a new. You could be in Todd's That's house. Right. He's looking for someone to put in that house. So if that is an incentive to show up, because Todd, if you see someone that you like, you're free to date. True. At one of the record signings. Probably not. No. Oh. He says he's committed. He's not committed. <laughs> yeah. The guy's got seven, seven families living in this yeah. house. <laughs> is, there, is there another wing, in, seriously, being built on for a new uh, uh, No, no, there's no room. For no that. way. Do no. the wives get to discuss what they have a little lean-to in, in the backyard. Else? A lean-to. <laughs> there is a lean-to available. A tool shed. <laughs> you, know, you want to buy a house trailer, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> just so, in yeah. case, leave it in the back. But I'm saying that uh, your many female fans as well can show up, can they not, and uh, perhaps uh, present themselves to you? Present themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Take an audition. Yeah. You know, bathed and... And incented yeah. yes. oils and right. things like that. <laughs> and uh, it's unbelievable. I think that something could happen. Some action. You never know. <laughs> okay, good. But uh, Todd Rundgren, right the great Todd Rundgren, of course, who um, forgot a lot of his old songs, oh, but he's yeah. definitely hip to the new ones, right? It's, it's only got so much room in my brain for... Uh, so pick up the uh, new CD, No World Order. Thanks for coming in, Todd. Thanks a lot for having me. All here. right, man. And now it's on to lesbians. Oh. <laughs> right. Right, after... right along. No offense, Todd. Uh, <laughs> We'll be back right after these words. <laughs> You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. 92.3 K-Rock.
everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. Thank you so much for your support. 